And we are back. Couch Company Podcast. I'm John. With me as always, Tyler. Hey. I I'm hate here. I hate we, we need will to fix get the it. setup. We'll get it right. I it need will the music. Be fine. I'm a music I guy. I I'm a music guy. I'm sorry. I need the music. When you cut it off abruptly like that, it actually destroys we my have, momentum. We have I know we have two options. Either okay. I cut it off abruptly. Yeah. Or you got to wait five seconds for me to get back to my mic. Third option. Ready for this? Yeah. Live band. Okay. Live band. Then foot the bill for the live band. Live band. Bring them on. Speaking of footing the bill. Okay. We were having a passionate discussion. What a great transition. 30 seconds before. Stop ruining my momentum. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. Ah, for Pete's sake. That wasn't really. Pete's sake. Where's that come from? See, this is what happens. See, this is what happens. Okay. So we're having a passionate discussion. No, I'll tell you where it comes from. So you know how they used to do Christ's sake? And it was like a big yeah. deal. <laughs> yeah, and you yeah. can't say Christ's sake. Pete's sake is like from St. Oh, Peter. It's like, really? It's like a little, it's a little less. It's if a I was St. Peter, though, I'd feel a little offended by that. Like, a little oh, bit. Oh, you can't blasphemize. Yeah, you, you know, can't. God, like, obviously, he's the yeah. big cheese, but like, what, I'm pretty important. But if, he, if he's a St. Peter, I feel like Wasn't he the first guy? Peter was the first uh, pope? Oh, I, I wouldn't, I don't know. I thought that was what like, they said. you know, back, someone, someone back was the in first pope. 1903. Yeah, I believe is was the was the year back in 1903. They they said, hey, you know, for Pete's sake or for the love of Pete, for the love of Pete, either or. Yeah. Huh. That's when uh, the Oxford, the Oxford Dictionary said that. What? What are we yeah. talking about? I'm telling you where you asked where the, the thing came from. Oh. Also today, yeah. which is Monday the twenty sixth, Monday the twenty sixth is National Saint uh, or National O for Pete's Sake Day. Are you serious? Yeah. See, no all way. of that was staged. Really, one hundred percent. Yeah. Wow, I didn't even plan that either. Yeah. You were waiting for that, dude. I I, I know what you for say. That. I know one hundred percent. You're pretty good. Thank you. All right, we were having a passion. It's also Kellogg's birthday, but go on. Like the cereal. Yeah, John Henry Kellogg. You think that's like the biggest, like cereal is one of the biggest scams ever, right? What do you mean? Well, A, it's not good for you. And B, uh-huh. it's like a 200% markup for like grocery stores. Maybe. It's one of the biggest cereal, markups. it stops all heart attacks. So I don't know what the... If you eat Cheerios. Yeah. Nobody eats Cheerios but me. I literally had some for breakfast today. Regular? No, honey nut. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't count. It still has a heart on the no, box. No, it doesn't. It has a no, heart it does on the not. box. Yes, it does. Well, it shouldn't. Well, it does. I'm going to assume. All right. Let me know how that goes. You can buy a live band with that. So you're talking about your car. Yeah. So I was talking right. about my car. I love my car. Um, I was talking to Tyler. I'm thinking about getting my car detailed to really just make it nice again. Because I was like looking at pictures of it when I first bought it. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I remember when it looked like this. Kind of like when you p- look at pictures of yourself from 10 years ago and you're like, man, I remember when I looked <laughs> sure. like this. You know what I mean? Okay. So anyways, I'm, I was looking at prices, getting it detailed. And I was talking to Tyler about the different, they have different levels of like what uh, thing you want, I guess. And yeah. it's like how long I was trying to explain to him. It's it's unclear what they actually do, but there's just a duration like listed on there. And Tyler was like, extremely confused by that. And he was like, well, they can, they're can just going to do it for like 30 minutes and tell you they did it for five hours. Yeah. So anyways, I pulled up the website and I'm going to go through exactly what they say. So there's no mistaking it because right. there is a Hit chance me. I was explaining it incorrectly. Okay, here's the other problem. They ask you like what size your car is. Mm-hmm. So they have like a compact two seater with no back seat, which obviously isn't my car. But then they have a small and medium sized sedan. Like, 
Is my car classified as a sedan? I don't really have a back seat. I mean, I, it's small. You only have two doors. That's what I'm saying. But I have a back seat. Yeah. Like they're saying, like the example they give for the two seater is a Miata or an uh, SLK, right? Okay. Like yeah. super small cars. Right. Which isn't me. But the example they give for the small medium is like a Honda Civic. And I think my car is like bigger than a Honda Civic, but not I only have two doors. Not the interior, though. Yeah. I don't know what I would put. I have to ask them about that. And then they have large sedan slash small. Probably small, right? Small or small sedan? medium. It would be small. You would have to go over like the interior, right? Like if you're... Well, continue. Go Anyways, on. so yeah. you, you pick your size and then... What happens after that is they have different options, right? So they have exterior only, and it was a hundred bucks, like I was telling you. And it says service time approximately one and a half hours, uh, and then it has an asterisk saying depending on condition and size. That's all it says. That's all the description is. And then interior only, which is actually more expensive. I didn't realize that it's one hundred twenty nine for the interior only. Now the time it takes, are they saying that is conditional or the cost is conditional? I think it. It's the time because that asterisk is right after the hours. Okay. And then the next line is starting at 129. So maybe it, mm. they might charge mm. you more because okay. it's starting at, right? Yeah. Okay. Then they have what's called the gold standard, which is two and a half hours, right? And that's all it says 159. And then the executive, which is three hours, 229. And then the showroom, which is 329, and it's four hours. So three thirty nine is way different than five hundred. Yeah, I was I was talking about. That. Ah, well, then I would definitely do three twenty nine and just roll the dice. Roll the dice. Yeah. Showroom. Here's the thing: there are a couple of ways to do it. One, you could go the lowest. Yeah. Just see what they give you, and if your car is not that bad, or it's to like your quality, where you're like, oh, this is clean now, or this is better than I would have done. Yeah. For the cheapest. Yeah. Then you come out ahead. Right. Worst case, you don't like it. Right. You're like, all right, well, I want to see your best. Right. And then if you paid for the cheapest and the best, now you're paying a hundred and here's the thing too. Here's the here's the factor you got to think about as well. Is like if I go cheap first mm -hmm. and then I go best, that's the balls in their court for being like, oh man, we really got to show them what the best looks like. You know what I mean? Which is gonna be tough to do if they already did like the initial clean. No, no, no. I'm talking like down the road. Oh, I they remember. You. Yeah. So then, but if I go the opposite way, where I go from best to worst. It might be like they're going to purposely the open, do a yeah. shitty job to show me that the worst is not worth it. I doubt that they... They won't remember me. Probably not. But if they did, yeah. that's how my brain works. Everyone remembers me and everyone likes me. I never understood the value of time in that sense. So it's like, okay, we're, we're putting a value on the time that they spend over the quality that they would do, right? So I like, think when it comes to cleaning a car or cleaning anything really i think it's time is a bigger factor i mean quality is obviously important yeah but if you're if you have high quality and low time you're not going to get everything it's really about making sure you hit every spot i think prob probably but what are their credentials like i i don't know like i who who's doing this you want me to tell you the business name? Sure. I think it's North Hills Auto Detailing. So Pittsburgh that's all, that's, car, that's Pittsburgh all they car do. Detail. So that's what they do. PCD. That's what they do. Yeah, it's just, okay. it's just that. Right. They do mobile detailing, uh, ceramic coating, and engine cleaning. Okay. Yeah. They seem legit. 
I see him. I pass him all the time on the main road, if, and I'm like, if that's the name of your business, if that's what you do, that's on what they do. Day-to-day basis, then that's that's different that's than if you're like, oh, so maybe it's, it's the industry standard to go by by duration. Maybe, like maybe maybe you're dumb. Oh, hundred percent. Maybe <laughs> I'm dumb. I'm just saying, like, you know, if you're looking at it from like, uh, you're like looking a, at it from a design sense, right? Your I designer guess. brain's really getting in the way of what. What I'm saying is, like, let's say you've got a really good guy that's good at his job, and he cleans what's his name? Your wheels, uh, Dylan. And no, no, different name. Different name. Uh, Dylan wouldn't be good. I'm thinking Jim. Jim. Oh yeah. Jim's a car guy. No, through Jim. Through. Oh, Jim's a car guy. Jim's more of a car He's guy than Dylan. Jim Dylan's gonna, like 18. Yeah. Well, Jim ain't going to get on his knees scrubbing where you need to be scrubbed. Oh, Jim's been doing He's, this for 35 yeah, years. And, Absolutely. And his He's going to do that. Know it. And his it joints matter. know it. He did it yesterday. Think, He's going to do it today. You think that after you the think other six today's cars, the day he can't do it. Anymore? The other six cars he did today. Today's and the then day he retires. Here comes John waking Get up at, at two p.m. on a weekend. About. No, no, no. Oh, no. I slept no. in because I was out. I would do it. I would do before. it in the middle of the week. I do it right in the middle of the week. <laughs> Dude, Jim had his enough on his plate. Whatever. And you're you're the straw. The tell me how the... Dylan's gonna fuck up my car. Go ahead. No, I'm saying no, Dylan's just really me. good. No, he's Dylan not. is a protege. He was he was trained by Jim himself. <laughs> oh, he has and good he knees. knows yeah. how to knock stuff out. So I if, guess if, if your car doesn't need If I knew a Dylan was doing clean, my car and it's his first time, I better get a discount on that. Well, you would think, but like that's I not mean, how, how you works. feel about a Dylan the doctor, first time surgery. Oh, but he's great. He's great. He's fresh out of school, Tyler. Yeah. You wouldn't feel good about that. Probably not. But what if he's, again, what if he's like this protege, like, oh, just because he's, he's trained with the best doesn't mean it, he doesn't need some time to adjust himself yeah. to become the best. Right. But And how do you learn? Through mistakes. And I don't want my car to be a mistake. <laughs> you understand? I'm sure there's some sort of warranty with it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't Anyways, tell you. what were you saying about this? Anyways, uh, what was I saying? So here's the thing. Yeah. Jim's gonna go on his knees. I knew it. Break been. his knees. Yeah, and then Dylan's gonna come <laughs> and then in. Dylan's gonna come in yeah, and, yeah. and fix everything up for you. Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's all you're saying? That's it. No, you were saying something. I what, said, "What was this?" Yeah. Game? No. What, what I was saying was, if if Dylan's looking at your wheel, yeah, and your wheel's like more or less fine. Okay. You knock it out real quick. You could spend three hours on your wheel or one hour on your wheel. Well, it says depending on yeah the condition. Right. My so, wheels are dirty. So though. why would you spend okay the max amount? If your car, like your car, always looks good. Like yeah, your but car it doesn't that look bad? great. Sure, but if it looks good, not great. Do you ever have? You um, need a middle of the road. You don't need like top of the line. Top of the line's like my car, where like I haven't gotten that thing clean since 2013. Yeah, but your car, you're, the ceiling on your, I would never go the top thing for your car. Why? The ceiling on how your car looks is not good. Your car's not sure a good looking car. What are you talking about? It's a Hyundai. A Hyundai Elantra, dude. 2013. It can baby. look. It can look nice. But like not that nice. So I would do like the third level maybe. Mm. And it's old. Mm. I don't know. How about this? We both do it at the top level. We'll see how it goes out. Or I'll do it at the bottom level. You do it at the top level. No, if anything, I do the to- the bottom level. You just said you would do the top because it hasn't been cleaned in years. I what I'm my yeah. contention is that since it's so dirty, the bottom level would look so much better. Than what you had previously, why not save the money and get to a point where it's like night and day either way? Like it's gonna be sure. night and day either way. So just go to 100 bucks. That's still a lot of money. 
No, it's not. $100? You spent four times that amount on a concert. Yeah, well... Yeah. I, yeah. Have, I don't have a rebuttal for that. No, one. you just, this is the problem when you tell me things. Yeah. I hold I it against stop, you. I gotta stop telling you things. That's fine. Absolutely. It's <laughs> it's difficult being friends with me. I don't I, like my car. So, like, yeah. I don't think it deserves a. I'll tell you what you, you should get. You should get a Toyota 86. Yeah. That thing is nice. And then that's then when I'll you be get right the top. there with you. That, exactly, dude. You yeah. know how good we'd look driving down, allowing pretty women to go to the stoplight first? The G86s are very highly rated with children. Like yeah. getting a car seat in there is It's the perfect super car easy. for you. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. I would like it. You would gain my admiration and respect. It's great for kids. Yeah. Gas mileage isn't bad. It's got some pickup to it. It's light, handles well. Yep. It's got a boxer, four cylinder. It's a great car. It's four, fun to four drive. Four cylinder though? Yeah, but it's a boxer engine. It's efficient, I, I man. I it. dude, I'm telling you. It's a good engine. I Promise. I need the moment I touch the gas. I need to. I need it to go. It I want goes. That, sport. that thing's light. That thing's that so light, dude. Yeah, Don't but, let anyone fool you, dude. But how can I? What if I have a trailer? I want to haul. Get the. F- or what if I'm going to IKEA and I need some, like a couch? That's where you. But Chelsea's got her sedan. Yeah. Or her SUV. I mean. Yeah. You're fine. Mm. Anything when you need room, you take Chelsea's car. Yeah. When but you, if I take Chelsea's car, then she'll take my car. And yeah. she's gonna get a no. caramel macchiato. You know why? And she's gonna put you it. You know in why the cup she won't holder. take your car? Why? You get the stick. I can't drive stick. What? I can't drive stick. You told me you could. That's because it's guy code. Oh, Tyler! If you, if you ask oh, another Tyler. guy in the privacy of your own home, oh, can you drive stick? You're bound by the rules of guy code. Why to say would yes. you admit it now? Then because we're on air and I have no. <laughs> I don't know. That's just that's the law. Learn stick. That's that's no. Oh, you, you know how cool you'd look. Sure. Your daughter would respect you infinitely more uh, if she knew you drive manual. By the time my daughter And then you could teach her how to drive manual, dude. Yeah, just in time for all that stuff to be outlawed and we're in electric cars for the rest of our days. I think we got some more time. That's a long time. That's like another 10 years, 12 years. 16. Well, yeah, I guess that's fair. 16. 16, exactly. 16... The youngest you can get permit, you can't get like can't get it like fourteen or something. Get like fifteen, I think. There's like a cutoff or something, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Still, that's fifteen years. We're gonna be electric. No, in fifteen years, I'll bet you any amount of money you want to bet. Oh man, wonder how much electric cars are gonna be. You can buy me my first electric car. That'd be fun. Okay, deal. Fifteen years. (laughs) Yeah, as the standard. Not as the standard, but gas cars will still exist. Well, yeah, I mean, sure. Like you, you gas need cars your will exist. Twenty five percent, at least twenty five percent of the population will still drive gas cars Ooh. in fifteen years, Ooh. guaranteed. I think that's guaranteed. more of a. Um, that's that's more of like an economic, like, uh, what people can afford type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, what what do you think we're talking about? <sighs> Man, I want to. I mean, that. a lot of it. Like electric cars make sense in a lot of scenarios. Like in most the, scenarios, exactly. Yeah, it's more convenient. Yep. It the maintenance is so much easier, right? Yeah. There's a lot more technology in it, like so it's better for the user theoretically. I contend that it's less fun to drive. Some people would argue with that, but from a gas standpoint, the efficiency is like the batteries are not there yet. Yeah. And it's it's hard to say like. Unless there's a big breakthrough that they're going to be there, right? 
Here's the thing is when you say fun to drive. Yeah. And people always say fun to drive. Yeah. Like fun to drive is just by definition breaking the traffic laws. Right? Not necessarily. Like what what is fun? Like what is fun about a gas car that an electric car doesn't have if you're following the rules of the road? I can go I can be at a stop sign and go zero to forty and slam on the gas. It's not breaking any laws. If if the speed limit's forty. Yeah, on that sure. Road. But I mean zero That's to forty fun. is like Oh, it's fun. That's fun. Yeah, but what you, I mean you could do that in an electric car. It's not fun. Why? Because they're okay. Look, electric cars. To me, it comes down to the audio of it. The auditory experience yeah. of a gas car yeah. is one of my favorite things. That's why I specifically got the car I got because I think it has. You one like of the to best. wake up the neighborhood whenever you, dude. It <laughs> you has leave. one of the best engine notes. Just uh, the Hemi V8 is one of the best engines of all time. It's just classic. Yeah, well, I mean, electric cars. Look, they're fast. Yeah. They're instant, instant torque. That's fun. But for me, you're losing a whole dimension of driving. It's a lot like a lot of people say that like manual cars or um, automatic cars are way less fun to drive. And that's a that's a sound argument as well. Like you you don't have that control over. Would you say manual cars are 25 percent or less? By when right now? Yeah. Less. Less. Okay. Easily. All right. Like they're 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 either old cars or they're special, right? Specially yeah. made to be manual. Yeah. No, manual cars 15 are fifteen years, man. That's a long, that's a long time. I think it's a long time. I, I think you would be under twenty five percent. All right, let's take cars. the bet then. All right, I'll take the bet. All right, I'm not betting a car on it, but I. What are we I'd, betting? Cheeseburger. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Don't <laughs> care. Sure. Like, oh, we're gonna have a, a there nice for a one. A nice like what's a? I mean, who knows? Cheeseburgers might by be then really we'll have our top. Then. Top ten cheeseburgers. That's true. From, in, from yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah, we got to start doing that. Sometime. We do. Yeah, yeah. I I did. Uh, so I I didn't want to say this, but oh, but now you, you already went somewhere. I went somewhere. You went somewhere. My parents took me out for my birthday. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. And it was the number one place on the list too. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but I had. Who to. Who picked your birthday dinner? Mom, my mom. Your mom picked mom. Your, your own birthday dinner. She you listened didn't, you to didn't the episode. Did she, she really? No. I was gonna say no. But way. she heard me talking about it. Yeah. She's good. She's, She's good. very good. My mom is one step removed from being Batman. Yeah. Like <sighs> I growing up, I have a lot of traumatic experiences because mm-hmm. I've ne- I never got away with anything. Yeah. Everything I did wrong was caught yeah. by my mom. I down to the T. I told you how I actually recorded my mom once. I got out of something. She was she was saying she like went in my room and just saw like this mess or whatever. Yeah. And I said I cleaned it up or whatever. Yeah. Uh but she like went looking for it. And You're recording? She, well, I didn't mean to, but she tripped my my webcam or whatever at the time. Yeah. And there's literally footage of her like trying to... I, I forget all the details, but like it didn't line up with what she said. Yeah. And it was that moment where I'm like, oh, she's... That's like uh, an ace attorney It's like a moment. little bending the truth a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't think that argument worked. I think I was probably in trouble for <laughs> recording her, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Me neither. I just remember getting in trouble all the time as a kid. Yeah. As a youth. No, I was a terrible kid. Me too. Yeah. I was horrible. I was great for everyone else, but my parents, I, I put them through. I was horrible lot. for pretty much everyone. Oh, well. Yeah. So I'm better than you. Okay. Um, well, 
That's one. <laughs> that's one way to look at it. I mean, that's just the facts. That's what well, we just stated. I wouldn't say that's facts. Right, fair enough. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Sure, life's long. Yeah, God willing. Fifteen years. We'll see where we're at. Dude, we'll I there are times when I just think I'm just gonna like tonight's the night. Like I don't wake up. That's that's problem, right? Yeah, I was I was going through this period in time where like I was really in my head about that. Yeah, and I was like, dude, there's something wrong with my heart. Yeah. And I went through all this shit. I got like a EKG and everything. Like I went to the doctors. Oh, jeez. Totally fine. fine. Totally oh, fine. in your head. They're like, dude, your heart's great. I'm yeah. like, that helped. That helped a lot. That's good. So um, now yeah. I've been good. Although today I was feeling kind of weird. But I think what it is, is when you are not eating mm-hmm. and you're cutting, um, you get really lethargic and then like you can get uh, like arrhythmia in your heartbeat and stuff like that. That's oh, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I've been, I I was eating like really poorly because it was like New Year's and then it's just like my birthday. It's sure. one thing after another, yeah. right? The Super Bowl. So I'm just eating like terribly for like two months straight. And I'm like, all right, all right. I gotta, I got two weddings this year. I gotta get back on track. Uh, and you know me, me and you are pretty similar in this regard. We just go extreme. So it's like I have like you want one the quickest protein. results. Like yeah. it's so bad. It's yeah. just like I had like one protein shake. And then I'd eat dinner. Yeah. That's all I'd have in a day. So like today it's been catching up to me where it's like, oh, I'm kind of lightheaded. Great. Not feeling good. <laughs> so I, I had an egg. Eggs, eggs are fine. Egg and toast. Tied me That's over. better. Yeah. You know what I love? What do you love? English breakfast, dude. They got a great breakfast. English food's terrible. Yeah. Their breakfast is pretty good. It's like, it's just it's like toast eggs and, and yeah. toast and beans and tomatoes. Yeah. It's great. It's for, great little for breakfast. breakfast. Oh yeah. I don't know. I oh like yeah. Beans for breakfast. No beans for breakfast. I am a big bean. That'd be guy. a good like uh, like a brunch. No, I'm a big bean guy. All right. I love. No, beans. I like I like beans as much as the I next love guy. Beans. I just, well, the next guy. As long and as it's not just Mike. works so well. You dip your toast in the beans. Yeah. I love it. I think they really know what they're doing when it comes to breakfast. Mm. Everything else terrible except fish and chips. Very good too. You know what I was thinking? What were you thinking? We were talking about top fives and stuff. Not to jump the gun. You jumped the gun. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, we have like eight boxes of Girl Scout cookies. Why? Because Chelsea was like, oh, what do you want from the, like some girl was selling them in the neighborhood. Yeah. And being the new people that we are, we were like, oh, we're going to be the cool house. Yeah. Just give us one of everything. Here's the big test though. Yeah. I mean, that is cool. Yeah. You got some points with that. But Halloween, Halloween yeah, is going to be, the big, gonna it's gonna be yeah. the big time. Well, we'll what go What are you big. thinking for the we'll catalog? For the you, gotta catalog? Go, you gotta go king size. King size. Yeah. Yeah. But what's the select? I mean, do we do you just do the top our top five? A little Oh. You know, and then you can have a little oh. thing. Oh, put a little that says couch little, company's official ranking. Yeah, yeah. Put a little like business card oh, in for yeah. everyone. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> and good. then when their kids listen to our podcast, you're all hated by the whole community. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I'll take it. Yeah, because the numbers viewers, go up. The numbers, yeah, go, the numbers up. go up. Controversy. I'm that's okay what with we that. need. We need a big controversy. Yeah. We're gonna have to get into the like the Fortnite scene or whatever the young kids are into nowadays. I think Fortnite's out. A little creepy. I think well, Power Worlds was in for a little bit, but yeah, what is it now? Uh, eh, Power Worlds wasn't. So how about this? You were talking about that Bellrow game. Yeah. Wow. We're really just kind of foreshadowing everything for this episode. I mean, we can jump into that we section could. now if you want yeah. to. But my, I when you were talking about it, my brother, yeah, I saw my brother go, like hop on it on Steam. Yeah. And I was asking him about it today as he was kind of running through. He's a big card game guy. Yeah. 
he loves you ever play Slay the Spire? Yeah. Uh, Slay the Spire. Uh, he's a big, great. big Slay the Spire guy. So he's a big card game guy, and so he gravitates towards those like kind of roguelite deck yep. building kind of games. So he was really liking this one. I guess it's kind of like poker, is how he's explaining it to me. It's 100% so, like poker. So you play like poker. Now, what I don't understand is like, Is it Balatro or Balatro? Baltro. 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 B A L T R O, I thought. No, B A L A. So the A is an ace. Uh, a silent, though. Okay, so Baltro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. No, go, uh, yeah, we're going to be well, talking about I was, Baltro. I was, I was sure. confused because it's like, how do you build your deck? So, like, you get to pick like aces are better or like jokers probably really good or something. I would have to see like the mechanics. So, game. It wasn't making sense. To yeah. Me. I mean, we could jump into it. This is kind of, oh, I wasn't ready for this. All right. Yeah. I ba- mean, Balatro, which is like, I think $15 you can get it for like 28% off green man. Get 13 right now. 13 they have bucks, 10, yeah. 10% off on steam right now. Okay. Perfect. Um, it it's is early. It is easily worth that. If not more, if you have a, any type of like steam deck or portable handheld, it's also awesome, but it's, it's poker, right? So you're going to go uh, small blind, big blind, boss. And you do that. Uh, and you have to you up the ante. I think it's eight times. So every time you beat a boss, it goes up one, I think. Um, so you're going through essentially eight rounds of it, right? So anyway, you're playing a poker game. You have... It's five card draw. And it's It's not exactly poker, but it's like full houses flushes straights all that is part of it so you have your card game uh it's 52 cards normal deck you get your five cards and you pick your five card or you pick it's it might be eight cards you get it's like eight eight draw and then you pick your five best ones okay to, to make a poker hand so um, you just get one draw and you pick it it's not like uh you get five and then you get to replace a you can amount. replace so it's okay. like if if let's say it's eight and you can replace up to five cards at a time. So okay. normal rules, you you draw eight cards, you put pick your five hand, you put it up, and you get scored based off of that hand. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The the whole point is when you go small blind, big blind, boss, the small blind starts out, you have to accumulate 300 chips. Okay. Right? So in order to do that is like, okay, here's my eight cards. Oh, I have two pair. Cool. So you put up the two pair. Normally, two pair gets you like 40 chips with a two times multiplier. And so that's that's your base base level. So at the very minimum, you're getting 80 chips. Okay. But then it also counts the value of the cards that you're playing. So it's like, okay, if you have two, a queen of diamonds, queen of spades, uh, each of those are like plus 10, plus 10. And then like uh, all the number cards are their numbers. So if you have like a, a two and a two, it's another plus four. Okay. So you're getting 24 plus the 80. That all goes to your chip count. You have to hit 300 chips before either you, you you have five hands to do it in or you run out of cards of your deck. Very, very easy to do 300 in the beginning. But every time you move up in the game, obviously the chip count gets higher and higher and higher. Now, I did smart person would say, oh, well, there's no way to get like 12,000 chips that way in a normal deck, which you're right. So what you do is after every time you beat like a round, you can get like special packs uh, to either upgrade the level of 
uh, your different hands. So for instance, if you're level zero and you have a pair, it's worth like a one times multiplier and you get like 40 chips. You can level that up to now you're getting 60 chips and it's a two times multiplier or whatever. So there's that facet of it. Right. There are um, tarot cards built into it. I saw that. Yeah. So the tarot cards, what you can do is you can literally alter your deck where you might draw a tarot card and it's like, oh, pick three cards. They're diamonds now. Oh, cool. But that doesn't change it. So it's like if, if you take three clubs and you're like, oh, these three are diamonds now, that just means now you have two eight of diamonds and you and, right. you, and you lose the eight of clubs or whatever. And you can kind of mix and match stuff like that. Temporarily. You, no, throughout your whole run, which I learned. So oh. it's not just that hand. It's till you lose the game. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you want to try to get your whole deck to be so diamonds. But you can. That's one way to play it. Like yeah. There's a bunch of different ways to Just do get it. flush every round. Um, there are jokers. And it, it's all about getting multipliers. Because even... Uh, just playing normally, you're never going to get enough points without getting multipliers. So like you can get jokers and the joker will be like every time a diamond is like whenever you play your hand, every diamond gets a times four multiplier. So if you get like a flush of diamonds, you see it all pop up and it's like times four, times four, times four, times four. And then all the chips go up. So finally, suddenly it's like, oh, you get a hundred chips, but then it's like a times 90 multiplier. And now you're getting like crazy amounts of chips. Like video poker. Basically, yeah. but but it's like you ever play video poker? You're, oh yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but you're like wrecking the deck, changing the deck. Yeah. You can you can make certain cards like oh the queen of diamonds is now a glass card, and that means it has a one in four chance of like shattering, and you just lose the queen of diamonds. But up until that point, she's like a plus twelve multiplier oh, or wow. something like that. Yeah. So you have to kind of like weigh the pros and cons, and then they do this kind of neat thing where you can just skip playing around you lose out on like maybe some chips maybe you get money at the end depending on how, how well you do stuff like that you can just skip that and get a like a perk but then you know it, it's like a pro and con thing and there are cards where it's like hey every time you skip around your multiplier goes up by like times one times two times three whatever yeah so you there's just so many variations and every single run is so different um that it's it's such a Really well crafted, really neat game. Yeah. Um, well, I was telling you, like on Open yeah. Critic, it's ninety two. Yeah. And yeah. granted, like eighteen reviews, right? Sure. Um, but I will say this: like PC gamer, I've noticed. So, like, I've started to, you know, they typically go low. Recognize, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've started to recognize some of the public, like you know, obviously there's IGN and and the hitters. Yeah. I mean, PC gamer is pretty big too, but yeah, they're really critical, right? Like. Some of the highest rated games, they'll they'll be like eighty eight. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's really hard to get a ninety for PC gamer. And now here's the problem too: like you have, it's not the same writer on every game, right? Mm-hmm. So that definitely factors into it in my mind. When you're talking like, like reviews and stuff, yeah, yeah. If you're talking reviews from a publication, I'm sure some writers are going to be more lenient, right, than other yeah people, right? And depending on the genre. Now I would assume that like. You're putting the person that has the most experience with that genre. Like you have like a JRPG guy or like a shooter guy, and generally speaking, you know you, what I'm you saying. You want people that actually want to play, right? The game. And have like a lot of knowledge in that space, so they can compare to other titles. Yeah. And that that's what the couch company needs. We need like a Souls like <laughs> person so that they can that's write Jeff. reviews for us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're the fighting game guys now, though. Yeah, we'll yeah. get there. I yeah. know. 
That makes me excited. Yeah. Although I'm not, well, we'll get there. But yeah, no, it sounds interesting. I was looking at it and yeah, I saw my brother playing it. So I was, I was interested, but it's so I think I'm going to try it. So I think I'm going to well try done. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks like it made, it costs $2 to make. I was looking at the screenshots. It, yeah, but it's so <laughs> like when you really start seeing how all the different cards interact and yeah. you really start thinking, because like there's literally a Joker card. And like you could you can hold up to five jokers, which like dramatically change the rules of the game, right? Yeah. But like there's literally a joker card that lets you skip uh one number in a sequence. Oh, so, okay. So yeah. it's like you're doing like a straight. Now I read it as you can only skip one, but you can skip as many as you want. You can basically do every other card. So if you Two, wanted to have four, six, eight. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. a straight. Oh yeah. So like that's crazy. You, could, you could have that card. So if you get that. And let's say they're all spades. And let's say uh, you have the jokers that give you multipliers on spades, lets you skip all of that stuff. And there, there's random jokers that are like, hey, for ace, two, three, four, five, all of that is a times eight. Yeah. So you could like, you make these crazy things where it's like, oh, you need 600 chips to pass and you'll get like, you know, 5,000. It's really, yeah. really cool. It feels really good. I think it's one of those situations. I, I I need to play it myself to really feel it. Yeah, like I don't. It doesn't. It sounds interesting, but it doesn't sound like a ninety-two. Every time, but I think it's like you have to. Experience you you it. have to experience yeah, yeah, yeah. it, and you have to play a few hands because the first run, you're not really gonna. It's not gonna click. It's like this is poker. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it's. Yeah. It, you're gonna get through maybe you know a couple rounds, and eventually you'll you'll run into issues, and then you'll be like, oh okay, I lost, but then you unlock stuff at such a good clip. Yeah. And everything that I like, every time I get a new card or, or try a new strategy or whatever, it like, I've never felt like not rewarded. There are a couple of times where I'm like, oh, I'm just going to keep, cause you can burn, like you can discard cards. But yeah. You can only discard. I think uh, there are cards to change this, but like you have five hands and you can discard three times. So discards, if you want to discard five cards to try to like really get a flush or whatever, you can do that. But then the problem is after you discard, three times so it can be from one to five cards you do that three times now suddenly you're stuck with whatever cards you have and like sometimes you screwed up and right. like, but you could typically find out like oh, okay there's there's an issue there's uh there's a boss i'm stuck on which is the one right before like the final boss uh whose name i think is flint yeah um but yep. he's like it like cuts your multiplier in half cuts your chip count in half That's like, what i, I don't, ask. So I the don't enemy know how to beat him is you know, like you have boons and positives, but the enemy is actively working against you. And, and for the bosses, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, for the bosses, yeah. So you, okay. you're small blind, you're big blind. Those are like, hey, you you play just normal hands, yeah, and you can just try to power yourself up as much as possible. Get ready for the boss, and then you play the boss. But the bosses are randomized, where it could be like, oh, this boss, every diamond you have is nullified. So if you have a bonus on diamonds, oh. or if you have these, like, yeah. you just, just it doesn't you. matter. You could play them, yeah, yeah, you yeah. get credit for it, yeah. but you don't get any bonuses from the cards. Right. Um, there are other card, like other bosses where it's like, hey, any cards you played in the in the big blind, like the previous round, it's out. you can't use oh. it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I got to try it out. I think I am. Dude, it's amazing that you have like just 52 card decks. Yeah. Like standardized decks. And it's like, there's an infinite amount of things you can do with them. Yeah. Like my brother was explaining this to me. Like my brother's a smart guy, right? He's has a PhD and everything. And he was explaining to me like how many combinations there are in a 52 card deck. And it's like, 
it's I, I'm not going to do it justice like the way he explained it, but it's essentially like you're never going to get the same thing twice. You're mm-hmm. never going to shuffle a deck of cards the same way twice. Yeah. Like the odds of that, like there's there's more ways to do that than like some like particles in the universe or some fucking thing. It was like something crazy. I don't know if yeah. that's what it was. It was something crazy. Yep. Because I think it's like 52 factorial, which is like, you know, 52 exclamation point, I think. And um, not a math guy, by the way, but yeah. it's like crazy. It's like this insane number of variations. But my point is like the amount of things that we can do with a just a deck of cards, you know, you yep. just have this like one component and it's just like infinite amount of games and things you can do with just that is yeah. it blows my mind i mean and then take that yeah. take all the different right, things right, right right and then say oh now you can make all your all queens or you could you can right, change right, the exactly suits and then and it gets, yeah, becomes more creative wild. but i just yeah. like the idea of like you just have this sim- simple concept yeah. of this thing that everyone knows right and then you just expand on that yep which is yeah i like that Justin, uh, like my cousin, sent out the, like he does a weekly newsletter. Are you part of that? Are you part of the newsletter? No. Thing? Why am I not part of the newsletter? I don't know. I'll, I'll have to give me your email address. So oh. I get I get a thing every Friday, and like this week was uh, about how just like special we are because it's like, hey, if you know, it was saying like, okay, if if our, uh, like uh, not hemisphere, like our equator. <laughs> Ah, the equator. Oh, I'm gonna edit oh, this the, out. Uh, the uh, the atmosphere. Like the, yeah, atmosphere. Thank you. Jeez, man. The, I was talking to my, closer, further away. That kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking to my friend about this the other day. Like the sun's in a perfect spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it was closer or whatever. Right. I don't know how much closer it'd have to be to like destroy all life, but yeah, I don't think it's much. But but he was he had one of the actually. I'm, let me see if I can just bring it up real quick. But he had a thing where he was like trying to explain like what the odds were uh which i uh, thought were just kind of like it, yeah he did a really good job with it is this um, a, is this something he does independently just for his own for his company he does it he does a weekly oh, um yeah really? yeah cool yeah so uh so gravity yep i'm just i'm skipping down here but gravity is another miracle that goes beyond comprehension if the gravitational force were altered by more than one part in 10 to the 40th power we wouldn't exist. For my gamblers out there, which is why I thought you oh, were somehow... Oh, here we go. Yeah. That's how uh, he hooks For my me gamblers in. out there, yeah, yeah, yeah. the odds would look like this. One in, and then there's just a 10 with just a ton of zeros. So basically, the odds of the Steelers winning the Super Bowl next year. He said, that was a joke. Don't email me. Uh, let me give you an illustration that puts this in perspective. So cover the entire North American continent from the equator to Greenland and dimes to a height that reaches the moon. then do that same process on a billion other North American continents. Mix all of those dimes together in one huge pile and mark one of them red. Then randomly choose a dime. (laughs) And 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 the chance that you would pick the only red dime is one chance in 10 to the 40th power. Yeah. I don't know how he's coming up with all the measurements and stuff. I, you know, he does his research. That's kind of like the shuffling thing, man. It's something yeah. crazy like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, you think like at 52 cards, you're like, oh, that happens all the time. Like think about how many casinos out there shuffle every, how many shuffles do you think are happening right now? Yeah. Like thousands, tens of thousands, a hundred thousand shuffles. Easy. Yeah. And they're never the same. And people don't think about it. I don't know. 
I think I'm right about that. I could be totally wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what my brother was explaining. I'll have to ask him to confirm. Yeah. But it might be another thing where I'm just talking out my butt and I don't know anything. No, that, the statistics and all that stuff are just... Yeah, oh, it's wild. It's wild. It's wild. Yeah. But that's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, that... Wow. A billion North <laughs> Americans. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, dude. I'd love to... Like, to the think about it to the moon. To the moon. And it dies. If it was small. one stack to the moon, that's a lot. Yeah. And you'd never find that. Yeah. A billion? Yeah, it's it's and too, it's wide. The U.S. You, is pretty wide. You can't wide. comprehend that. Yeah, no, no. yeah, <laughs> can't. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, Justin. You gotta get on the mailing list. It's I gotta get good. on the mailing yeah. list. That's part one. So there's other parts about why we're so special. I know, I'm dude. That, to see that's the other ones. that's gonna make me like think. Yeah, I'm just gonna sit in bed, dude. That's that's a great exercise in being thankful, though. You're like, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, th- I have problems. There's things that aren't great in my <laughs> life, but man. I picked that red dime out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he did confirm he wants to be on the next morality podcast that we have. So how do you feel about that kind of question? It. He liked it. Good question. He, right? he wants in. I, I would love he, to hear his response. This is a like he he's on the ropes and he's like holding his hand out, get a little tag. I never know. Sometimes I think like, man, I there's that what a dumb thought, John. Like that's so it's obviously no, that's worth I felt worth like that about. one was like, okay. I don't think there's a clear answer with that because it's kind of weird. Yeah. Because, like, animals can't really help what they do. It's, like, instinctual, right? And this is from what we were talking about last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, essentially, last week was questioning, like, well, is, like, animal behavior moral? Tyler was saying no. But, I, you know, my thought is, like, well, if it's automatic, right? I don't know. It's kind of weird. I don't know. I would love to hear what he my my that. thesis was: morality is a human construct that, right. that is, is is manufactured. Yeah, my kind of thought of morality, I, if I had to sum it up, is it's something we discuss, like it's inherent in us. Sure, something we found specifically people. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. But look, I think animals have souls, though. It's not like they're soulless, in my opinion. Uh, that's where we differ. I, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I just love dogs, man. They're so happy. Yeah, absolutely, man. They're yeah. the happiest things. Yeah. They make me so happy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'd love to have a discussion with Justin. Yeah. I was thinking about this. Ready for this? Is This is a way okay. more depressing thought. But Great. I was like, you know when you tell me that our most popular episodes are uh, when we have guests on? Yeah. I was like, man, what if that's because nobody likes listening to me? So it's just the guest <laughs> that everyone likes listening to. So it's like a hint that's like Tyler should just get another host. Bye, that's bye, like a buddy, one of those thoughts. To, I could go both ways. You have when uh, you're sitting in bed. Yeah, yeah. You need to you need to dial that back. Why? I don't know. That's a healthy. You're a great. It's a healthy I, oh, thought. it's healthy. Yes. To just think that it's I it's think narcissistic. You know, it's all about you. Yeah. What do you mean? It's all about you. No. Why do you have to be the one everyone hates? Why can't it be me? <laughs> what are you talking? I, I don't you know. You know what narcissism means? <laughs> yeah. You're full of yourself. Everything's about you, right? Ah, interesting. Yeah. I guess I never thought of it that it's way. It's a negative you usually, narcissist. You, you, yeah. I never like a negative I never, Nelly, but this is a negative. Wow. Yeah. I never thought about it that way. You kind of blew my mind right there. <laughs> And kind of made me feel worse. Sorry, I don't. I don't mean to make it's you. It's like not worse. only are you the worst host, you also don't even consider me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's. I think it's good to think. Uh, it's probably not good to think that way. But like for me, I think you have to check yourself. Yeah. Now there's there's definitely you can go overboard where you just 
destroy yourself and you're like, you're not good enough and everyone hates you. Uh-huh. And maybe I misspoke and I made you think, but it was more like a fleeting thought where it's like, ooh, what if that's the case? But then I'm like, yeah, it's probably not the case. Yeah. But it's in the back of your mind. But it makes you it makes you be better. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to prove everyone wrong. I like to take that's it how I as, look at it. I think people always, uh, it's good to have differing opinions on other yeah. people's yeah. Uh, things. Because like we, you know, we, not that it's necessarily a bad thing, but like we'll rehash, right? Like we'll, we'll yeah. talk about things that, that you know, <laughs> yeah. you and I are doing. So yeah. bringing in fresh blood to, to mix it up. I mean, we have great thing. guests. Like Absolutely. Jeff has an electric personality. Yes. Um, Justin is an incredibly insightful and thoughtful person yeah. and intelligent. You know what I mean? Mike and John, some of my favorite episodes. Yeah. Because we're degenerates. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to sports and gambling. Yeah. But we always start out with that. John wants to come next week. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm saying we can't do it here. We're gonna have to probably go upstairs or figure something out. But okay, we'll, we'll no, we'll figure we'll it out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, not to bring the mood down. Yeah. Excuse me. That's what I was no, thinking about yeah. the other day. It, so the the thing with the guest too is is a segue. Uh, I met with my brother in law mm. uh, yesterday. I think yesterday. Yeah. Uh, sat down here, plotted out the studio space on like okay like talking through the bookcases how big everything was exactly what we want to do so we'll have a table here we'll have uh just kind of everything working out but he's gonna build like a test piece just to see it's like okay like we're gonna get stain color all that stuff put up against the wall make sure it looks good uh he wants to make sure that uh we think his craftsmanship is to par dude he's the best yeah the fact that he's even like yeah. So willing to do this for us is right. super awesome. Yeah. So huge shout out. Yep. He's he's great. But he he like made that shelf for your baby shower. He's yeah. telling me. Yeah. Yep. He's like, oh, I made that crappy shelf for those. Like, Dude, you made a shelf. Like and I can't do that. It's sturdy and I'm more than yeah. happy to put that in the baby's room. It's amazing. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. he's awesome, dude. He's he seems super willing to just always help out. He was he was showing me all the different he's like, Okay, we'll hide this here, this will look all seamless, this will be this. Oh. So it's like Perfect. And that's right Done. up your alley. When well, my thing is like I'm like as long as it's sturdy and will like stand the test of time. Yeah, like, that's what I want. Is right. it's just like it's it's going to go through some stuff. Like people are going to be putting coasters down on it and whatnot, but like things are going to get spilled on and people yeah. are going to be like leaning on it and everything. Like it needs to just be like tough and productive and you know just hit everything that we need. So yeah, it'll be like a almost like a seven foot out space. Yeah, where like it'll be able to hold five people comfortably. Um, yeah, like a yeah. table he'll be set yeah. Yeah. that means it's gonna be just a that's exciting butcher block yeah it's exciting yeah what else we got um so i've been playing persona yeah i'm not done with it yet it's a very long game but i did want to talk about this okay so i don't know if anyone else has ever had this issue mm-hmm. persona one of the key elements of the game is there's a you know a romantic aspect to it right yeah you have a lot of girls and guys, actually, in Persona Three, the original one, you could play as a the protagonist was either a girl or a guy. Uh, in this one, you have to be a guy, which is interesting to me. Huh? Yeah. Is that just because all the new dialogue and everything? They just I didn't think have yeah, the they just to, couldn't. Because yeah. you got to think about it. if you're a girl, you can only romance the guys, uh-huh. and so that's a whole new dialogue. So it's you're actually, forced as a guy, and you can only romance girls. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of weird in today's day. And well, age. the game came out in 2009. Yeah, but even back in the day, like if you could pick and choose between the two. Yeah. 
I don't know. Persona's always been that way. Even even five was like that. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so essentially, like I, you know, I'm doing my social links with everyone or whatever. Now here's the dilemma that I'm in, right? There's this one character I really like mm-hmm. and I vibe with her, but she's like a side character. She's not part of the main party. She's just someone you meet like at school or whatever. Yeah, she's the navigator on your Mass Effect Normandy ship. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Great. Sure. I'm with you. Yeah. So it's like, man, I really like her and she's she's great. But it's like and you know, every game that has romance options always has this. There's the clear developer's choice. Yes. And they flesh out it so well, and you get these extra moments. There's like a giant arrow. It's like, oh, right. here's the one. Yeah. So it's like now I'm thinking about it's not like I dislike her, but I'm just sitting there like, okay, well, my experience might be better with this person in which the developers clearly put the most time and thought and attention to. Right. But I really like the other person. Yeah. So now I'm a big dilemma here about where to go. Got to follow your heart, man. I guess. But it, it just, I don't know. Because like I know that the quality of the person that they want me to choose. Yeah. But, it's going to be that much better. My, my only counter to that is you're playing through the game, right? And the developers have a clear choice. They're yeah. putting all this time and effort between the clear, like for the clear choice. Absolutely. But you're drawn to someone else. That transcends all the time and effort of the developer. That's true love, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not too late. I'm like, you know, we're like, still throwing things out. We're going to be playing Final Fantasy here next week. Like, yeah. we're going to start but that. But the choice is clear in that game. No, it's not. For me, it is. Jesse died. Spoilers. Yeah, I, that's big spoilers, but it wasn't Jesse for me. Although, Jesse was a huge that, shock. That was. That was me. Jessie was, was great. That was she like, was great. She was she awesome. Was so flirty. Yeah. Okay. Here's okay. 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 We're, we're gonna get into it. Sorry. Here. Okay. Yeah. So when it comes to romance That's the topic, and video, right? It's just romance and video games, dude. I'm a big. Yeah. I love romance and video sure. games. I'm a big fan. Yeah. So like an only fan. No. Okay. So there's two schools of thought here. There's one where you insert yourself as the main character. Mm-hmm. So that's like a Persona game. The main character is not doesn't have a name like you name it uh that person and then you're kind of putting yourself like a skyrim right 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 like you are injecting yourself into the game so when you're when you're doing a romance option like that in that kind of game it's like who would who do i like right who yeah who am i vibing with especially when it's like a silent protagonist like perfect um, but then you have a game like Final Fantasy where it's an established character. Mm-hmm. So in those types of games, my thought process is who's the best for this character, not necessarily me. So while I myself would probably go with Jesse because she's throwing herself at me and I <laughs> don't have good resistance against that. Sure. People, if you, quick way to my heart, gas me up. That's it. Yeah. All you have to do. Sure. And I'm done. Cloud it clearly Tifa is the option yeah. for Cloud, in my opinion. Yeah. Now I know the internet would disagree because it's about 50-50 with Aerith. But I, do you think do you think I, with the new games it's gonna be 50-50 with Aerith? It can't I, be. I don't think I so. I don't even think with the old games, because if you think about Christ's core, yeah. which is the whole game with Zach and his you you know the gist yeah. of that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Dude, we once drove lo- we drove 45 minutes to Kyle's to watch that yeah, movie. You're a great friend. <laughs> um once you understand the backstory of Zach, like it's clear, like, oh, like that's it's Aerith and Zach. Sure. And that would mean it's Cloud and Tifa. Aerith has an annoying voice. What? Yeah. I love her I voice. I know. Yeah. I know you do. Oh. 
I'm sorry. I didn't like that. I know. I didn't like that. I put a damper in things a little bit. Sorry. Wow. What What about it? I don't know. She's great. She's, yeah. She has her own like channel. She actually, like, she's a gamer. It's awesome. Sure. She's, she's I'm, so I'm sure awesome. she's a wonderful person. No, she's else. so great. I was just listening to the trailer, and I'm just like, uh, this is just going back to that anime. What, like, what got me was the singing when they did that in one of the trailers. Yeah. And just the fact that it's another. I know you were joking about it when it was live. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's not Earth. That's, that does bug me. It, the best is just when, even when she's singing the actual it. voice actress does the singing as well, yeah. which is very rare. That's the best. Because for me, I'm just like, I don't know. It just takes me so out. I'm like, this is clearly a different person. Yeah. Um, I would rather like th- her sing, the person who voices her, mm-hmm. and it be lower quality than getting an amazing singer and it being a different person. That's my that would be my preference. Sure. I think uh, for that that would make sense. You're like this flower girl that yeah. happens to have a decent voice. Like she's like, just singing. Sure. And I don't know this the circumstances like maybe she just doesn't feel comfortable or she feels that she's not good at all or this right. it was their direction they wanted to go in. I don't know. But but you can't get away with that from like a Yuna from like Final Fantasy X, right? Like where you need to, like you're a summoner and you're supposed to be this like elaborate. Yeah, she was consistent, right? I, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, don't, I thought so. I don't think so because oh, I remember really? 10-2. I really like the intro music for 10-2. I know yeah. we're kind of off subject here. But it was like, Yuna does not sound like, like she sounds good. I never good. played 10 yeah. 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 I would love a Final Fantasy X remake. I I think that is such a pipe dream at this point where you're gonna wait. It's gotta be the second four or five years. That's gonna be the second the most popular one. People really want six, like really want six. And the and four most popular is six, seven, nine, ten. I think. You think nine over eight? Absolutely. Really? I'd stake my life on it. Oh, buddy. All right. Absolutely. Okay. I, there's some diehard nine fans because nine goes back to like the traditional style. Yeah. And if you watch that six hour video I sent you, you would have known the the complex history with that. Sure, but I, I would love to know like the general like who's who's in nine. Zidane is the main character. He's the, the guy with the tail. Okay, and and sure. Vivi is one of the most popular characters, the black mage. Yeah, but isn't she in uh okay. You know, the little Dude yeah. with the hat and yeah no yeah. I, yeah I know yeah I know okay and then you have um that's nine it's not eight that's nine okay eight is like squall and uh, yeah that's with the gun blades yeah and yeah. it's like with the okay. card system okay. okay I personally think eight's not as bad as people say but I think nine's better okay yeah I don't know anyways romance video games tough life yeah you know? I I uh, it's always a chore. Like I think that they're good if done well. Like actually, I think Final Fantasy did it very well. Um, but even you're talking to, seven remake, seven remake. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. So like I think that that was good. Yeah. Um, but knowing it's like okay, well, like you're gonna have to really focus on the person. Like oh, okay, you want to bring Tifa to the Golden Saucers. So you're gonna have to like make sure you're doing every single thing and always talking to her and like be overly into her. Simp. Yeah, it's like it's not as organic. Like you're doing it because of a game mechanic type yeah, of thing. Right. That's when I start to and like Mass Effect honestly did the exact same thing where like you have to follow a certain path to get like Jack or you have to do this, this, this to hit certain things. It doesn't it doesn't develop organically. 
Um, right. And somehow, like, Hades comes to mind. So when you said that this was one of the topics you wanted to talk about, Hades was actually up there for me where it was like, oh, like, you're you're giving gifts to people, but it's like you're giving them to everybody. Yeah. It's not just, like, your romantic part of it, right. more or less. And then eventually just things naturally develop and you get these dialogue conversations and you actually feel kind of good about it and stuff. Like, it's still gamified. But I actually it felt hate more that. natural. It, it felt more natural to me. I don't know why. I like the worst mechanic when it comes to that is the gift giving thing. Yeah. Like, oh, I gave you a box of chocolates and now you love me. I gave you the seashell. So for, yeah. weird, man. Yeah. I, I guess. I don't know. I, I think you're totally right. I mean, it's a hard thing to. Relationships are very complex and, and simplifying yeah. it into a game is, is not easy. Yeah. That's why if we ever make a game, all of the efforts going into that. I uh, That would be. That'd be interesting to try to solve for. Yeah, I think so too. Like, it, because it's like, it's more complex than like, take Mass Effect for example. Like, there's clearly like, you go straight Paragon options. You're mm-hmm. like generally good with them, right, or yeah. whatever. And it's just like very simplified. But I would love to just have a really complex psychological. We study the psychology of it and yeah, really kind of. Uh, break down the different types of people. Um, and maybe like it's a, like a love language kind of thing too, where it's like certain options uh, have a percentage of what See, category I, they fall into. I think into. that's a great way of doing it, yeah. where it's like if you're talking somebody up, gassing them up, yeah. like, then they, they certain people will respond Yes, positively more to, to that, yeah. right. And then it, it, and then it could be like a, it could be like a element, like a Pokemon element thing where like yeah. there's, opposing love languages where if you're trying to talk someone up and they're actually like a different one for like you like if they're they're talking you up and you're into it and then if they're doing that to me like my natural inclination would be like oh you're patronizing me yeah right exactly it could actually have the opposite effect right yeah that's actually a really good idea no no i think i think there's something there yeah um I don't know. It just feels like uh but that's the problem a lot of games have like when you have dialogue options in particular it's hard not to fall into that mass effect. Like here's the good option. Here's the bad option. Here's the neutral. Well, it it also is like in, I mean, this is just, this turns into a budget and scope and all that stuff. And I understand that if you're not doing like a dating sim, it's not going to work into a game naturally. But part of that is like, you know, you have this set interaction, right? So like if you hit all the different dialogues, like you're going to get this thing. But like that's not relationships. I think the thing with relationships are there is a give and take. There are these compromises where like, yeah, like, you know, your partner might really be into crystals and that's not you, right. but you're willing to overlook that and accept them for who they are, right? right. And, and certain people are more prone to accepting what you could consider flaws of others. And other people are like, no, I have this very distinct picture of who my partner should be and I wanna yeah. I wanna hold to that. Um, and I think the games is just, it's never an, like an important enough factor to explore all of that. And I think that that'd be a really cool thing to, to try anyway. Like, I think the other thing is like, most people probably don't want to touch that with a 10 foot pole because relationships and and feelings and love and everything are just so complex that you get it wrong. Or if it doesn't resonate with somebody like, man, that's a, it's like worse. Yeah. It's one of the most complex pieces of being yeah. a human right, right. so i yeah. think yeah you're you're set up for failure but i think it's possible i think there's a way to do it i think there's a way to do it better but i think you're right it's it's not the priority 
Um, you know what I would always like? So you always see in media, like TVs, movies, games, whatever, it's always the initial establishing of the relationship. And it's obvious, right? Like any Hallmark movie, it's about them getting together because that's the most exciting part. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a great example of an established relationship where they've been married for like 15 years and it's yeah. like that complex, the complexities that go with that and the ups and downs. Um, that's always fascinating to me. And it seems like people have really hard time writing that kind of relationship. I don't see a lot of examples. Yeah, because it's 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 one or the other, right? Like if you have people that are already together in a in a Hallmark type movie, either A, it's this couple that have been married forever and they're like the ones that got it right and they know everything and they're right. just like, oh, you just gotta give them a chance, single best friend or whatever. Yep. Um, or it is one of them are they're they're on the cusp of breaking up because they can't handle right. anything, and then by the end of the movie they're getting a Back divorce together, or whatever. Right. Or, well, no, or like because they're not the main characters. Oh, right? I see what you're saying. Okay. So it's yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. seeing all the right. bad stuff happen here. Yep, they're yep, breaking yep. up while the other people are are not. Right. It's like a love actually scenario where you have like the different types of relationships, yeah, throughout, yeah, yeah. and you have the guy buying his secretary a you know necklace or bracelet or whatever, and like you see the fallout there and how yep. she, you know. So well, I was I actually. Know. It's I was just on, simplified. That's the problem. Is they they, they simplify everything yeah. for a, a very well. You got to think. You got to fit it within a two hour hundred percent window. Yeah. Right yeah. now, I think video games have a better luxury, where it's like like speaking of Mass Effect, I actually think they did a pretty good job in three because you got to think like by that point you generally have an established relationship with someone when you're like talking romance, but even anything right. Like you talk about your friendship with Garrus, for example, mm-hmm. like by the time it's you're in three, it's like these callbacks, these awesome moments. You guys are like best buds yeah. shooting the beer bottles at the top of the Citadel. It's like the best scene in the world. Right. Um, I actually like that. I think they did a good job with that. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's tough. It's tough. It's a tough yeah. thing. I don't know. But we'll see. What, I might go with my my heart. There's still time. I'm just saying who I'm vibing with right now. I think, she's great. I think you should go with dude. The she's off the beaten path. She's so great. She's just super chill. Yeah, energetic. But nice. If you're, like if you're using a guide though, like doesn't that? I don't just, use a guide oh, for, for the conversations. Yeah, but I like if you're trying to get all the content you can. Right. Then you're probably doing a disservice to yourself going with the other like mainline romance. I don't know. I gotta figure it out. I mean, that's why I originally went with like Ashley, like in Ugh. the in the first playthrough, right? Yeah. You know, before we knew what interstellar racism was. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> but it was just like, okay, I'm always going to be good. I'm gonna okay. She's the first person that I was on a mission with, or whatever. You are now my future wife. Wifey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which you know it evolves over time, but I think I did the same thing. I mean, I was like 12, dude, sure. or 13, or whatever. Yeah. It's Everyone like, was a little racist back then. I wouldn't say that. I would say I was horny. Okay, was a more you just couldn't accurate. couldn't picture it in the the blue alien. Lady. I don't know what it was with her. I I don't know. I just didn't. Everyone loves her too. Liara is like everyone's favorite. I can't stand her. Yeah, I don't dislike her, but romantically, I, I, I was actually in like, dislike her. She. It's very interesting. I think they they do her character really well, and the fact that. Asari's, which is one of the most fascinating parts, they live so long, so they have these different phases of their life. Like they, yeah. they can have completely different personalities as they just 
become more wise and things like I know that there's this one really cool scene or maybe piece of dialogue with Samara, you know, the Justicar, where and she's like very old, right? She's yeah. I don't know how old, but like I would say hundreds, right? Of years old. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about like, oh yeah, like when I was young, I was like, I think she says something to the effect like, oh, I was like a dancer or something. And she's talking about these different phases of her life. And I think they capture that pretty well. I'm always fascinated by that. Like Asari, like elves. Yeah. What would it be like to live that long? And you would probably see your personality change like drastically yeah. throughout that. Um, so I think they're trying to capture that effect with Liara. Like, you know, in the first game, she's really shy. She's a nerd, whatever. And then she like, you see her transform and become like the shadow broker. Yeah. Um, the problem is it's in such a short span of time. Like I see what they're going for. It's like pretty wild though, the transformation yeah. in yeah. that short period of time. Especially if if you're trying to build up this like relationship with like I don't know, it's it's a little different. Yeah. She changes yeah. 180. Like if if in the first game you really vibe with her, yeah. Like this shy, super intelligent um person. Yeah. By the third game, she's just like shady, mysterious, like, shady, yeah. confident, uh, up you know, like uh, upfront, mm-hmm. obtuse. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's very different, very, yeah. very different. Whereas uh, Miranda is just hot constantly, <laughs> right? And I feel like they do that great. Sure, sure, <laughs> they, they do a really, a really good. I will go to war. I think woman. she's a great character, and I will yeah. go to war with anyone. No, I, I agree with that. Really? Yeah. Usually everyone's like, oh, Miranda's terrible. No, I like her a lot. Terrible character yeah. development. I think it's great. Well, I would have to defer to you, a woman probably before, but as far as yeah, but what think a guy about is it. looking She's for in a video genetically game. genetically yeah, sure. created yeah. to be perfect. Yeah. Right? And she struggles with it, which and is the pressure that, that's on her yeah. to do that. And I, I, I like that arc. Because I, I find myself, you know, with really successful parents and mm-hmm. an older brother who did that, I find myself liking that archetype because I I've, have felt that in my life. Yeah. That yeah. you're just perfect. No, that that <laughs> I have this established pressure yeah. to do that. Right. You know? No, I, I'm just, just like a predestined... Josh, yeah, I get it. I yeah. know, but... Yeah. Don't, don't make a mockery of my... No, no, no I'm just not, kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. What were we talking about? Relationships and video games. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. next? So I have D&D yesterday. Okay. Um, and I thought it'd be fun to kind of talk through because we, we had a great conversation last week. So. It was funny because you literally said like, real quick, I just want to talk about something. And then we talked for an hour about D&D. I have that. I have a problem. Yeah. Well, that's I have a problem okay. with that. Um, do you have a you have a set time limit you want to yeah, try maybe. to go for? Or do you wanna... I was going to grab another drink, though. Did you want another drink? Yeah, I can get a drink for you. Uh, you get a drink for me? Yeah. Okay. Unless you just want to, I mean, no, I'll up set up. I'll, I'll do a little setup. You're good just monologuing while I go grab. Drinks. I think I could do, I, I've thought about this. You know how, like, it's really impressive that people yeah. do these radio shows just by themselves yeah. or whatever? Yeah. I think I could do one. Oh, without a doubt. I think I could just We've monologue. had 131. I, I talk. Like, my yeah. buddy was talking about, you should probably go do this while I set this up. Okay, but you realize like this is the only downside is I'm going upstairs. Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to hear any of this. So you're gonna have to repeat yourself. Oh, okay. Or just so I'll do it whatever now. you're so anyways, saying. I was talking to my buddy. Okay, and he was like, 
Uh, we were going to the car show. So yeah. the, there was a car show in Pittsburgh Monday. Gas, we, electric? What are we talking? There was a lot of electric cars there. Yeah. So is that the um, community, or what would you call that? The uh, event center? Event center downtown? Okay. And uh, it's like the annual car show. So they, you know, the new cars that are coming out, you can yeah. go, you sit in them. It's kind of cool. Um, yeah, a lot of electric cars. But I was going with my buddy and he was calling his girlfriend because she works downtown. She was going to meet us for lunch. So... He uh he called her and she was like you know they're talking back and forth and then she kind of just went silent for a little bit because she's like working and then yeah. when they hung up he's like she does that all the time she just goes silent and then when I like say okay I'll see you later she's like well you don't want to talk to me it's like dude you're not contributing anything to the yeah, conversation sure and he's like I find that really t- tough and I was like yeah I don't think I'd have that problem because I never run out of things to say you just keep going. I keep going yeah. it's really I'm the energizer bunny. Kind yeah. of, of speaking. He I mean, that's speak. why we started a podcast, for better or worse. Yeah. I think it's only exasperated that, that let's call it a, a problem talent. Yeah, the toughest part is when you have something to say and I have to stop talking. And vice versa. And I got to yeah. remember that. You yeah, know, yeah, no, it's, we, we, I love listening to you talk. Likewise. Yeah. We feed off each other. All right. You just want you to pause it. We can. No, I'm good. Right. I can. I can. All right. Talk about the. I'm gonna set it up. I'm gonna set it up. If so, I'm up there for like 10, 15 minutes, it's not a big deal. That would be tough, but I could. Right. I could do it. All right, we're right back. All right. So, um, I'm gonna set this up. Last week, check out our last episode where, yes, Tyler's correct. I might have said I wanted to quickly talk about something that led into an hour conversation about D and D. So apologies about that. But I, you know, was talking about. This other game that I play in, because uh, Tyler and I play in this game, uh, but there's a separate game I play in with my other friends, and it was such a great discussion um, that I was like, man, I really want to talk about what my plans are for the next session that I'm going to do, which, by the time you're listening to this, would have been yesterday. So hopefully it went well, and hopefully Tyler has a lot of great input for me. But one of the toughest things that a DM struggles with is that you at least for me because a lot of the time i like bouncing ideas off of someone and i think tyler's very similar in this aspect but as a dm you can't talk to your players about it because obviously you're going to spoil the plot and things like that so my thought was i'll talk to my good friend tyler who's completely removed that was really quick by the way i was trying to go quick completely removed from the situation about what i'm planning and see what his input is Hit me. Okay. Quick setup. So, the book we're doing, um, they're in the Underdark, okay? Yes. Which has been a lot of fun, because I don't know about you, but we never play in the Underdark. But after Baldur's Gate, now you can visualize and understand everything. I love it, yeah. It's not that I couldn't visualize it before. I mean, Baldur's Gate helped immensely, and I say that all the time, but it's like, it's just like... um, I don't know. You know how like people have a bad habit of just doing goblins and bandits and like... Yeah, regurgitating kind of the same things that you're familiar with. And it's like, that's one of those aspects of it. Like, you're always in the forest. You're always on the coast. Mm-hmm. You never go to the Underdark for some reason. So this book is all about the Underdark, which I love because it forces you to be in that environment. And it's just totally foreign to, like, everyone who's playing. Yeah. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. So premise of the book is all the characters are in jail. They're in a drow prison. And they have to escape. <clears throat> obviously and then the whole objective is to escape the underdark but there's this cataclysmic event that happens so h- halfway through the book you escape 
And then you're like, holy shit, this thing's happening. We got to go save the world. So you go back in. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's the short version of it. Essentially, um, and, and what the cataclysmic event is. Okay, I should preface this. If anyone who plays in my game is listening, you have to skip this part because I'm about to <laughs> ruin gotta, the whole story. We'll have timestamps. Or if you ever want to run the Out of the Abyss adventure, mm-hmm. skip this part. Um, so anyone who, who's curious in that, cause I'm about to spoil the whole plot. Anyways, right. I haven't spoiled anything yet. Uh, that's pretty known, a known quantity what I've said so far. So anyways, spoilers aside, the cataclysmic event. So essentially what's happening is the drow are summoning, um, these demon Lords into the abyss. So the drow worship this goddess Loth who's the queen of the drow and spiders for some reason. Those are her domains. And demons are in this specific, um, what's it called? Uh, Not universe, but uh, plane, plane of existence. Yeah. So they're in this specific plane of existence called the abyss. And there's all these levels to the abyss. And there's a a ruler that kind of oversees each level. Now, Demons are completely chaotic, so it's not like they really have any organization over thing, but they're like the big boss of their area. So yeah. Loth, for example, has one layer of the abyss out of nobody knows how many layers there are, but it's the- got to keep it open so there can always be the next big bad right. guy. Yeah, it's sure. theorized there's 666, but <laughs> okay. nobody sure. knows for sure. Anyways, uh, she rolls one layer, so she's devising this plan because it's all about having more power. She wants to summon the demon lords that are adjacent to her lair to the material plane, which is like earth so that she can take over those layers. You know, they're gone in their absence. She'll take over. So that's pretty much what's happening. The drow, since they worship her are organizing these, uh, summonings, uh, to summon these big demon lords into the underdark, which is the underdark for anyone who doesn't know is just, another kind of civilization underneath the earth. And that's where like the dark elves live and the dark gnomes and the dark everyone. Yeah. Dwarves and everything. Mushrooms everywhere. Yes. Um, so what happens is you escape prison. Uh, you essentially see this summoning that happens and there's a demon Lord. You run away from that and then you try to get out of the underdark. Um, then depending on what happens, you're supposed to go to the dwarven capital um and be like hey there's this shit going on and then you like and the dwarves love the elves so much that they'll be willing to just jump at the chance to help them right <laughs> yeah right yeah um so you organize this army and you march back into the underdark and and you got to defeat the uh technically got to get them back to the yeah to the abyss okay so that's like the main story so in, in the game right now, they escaped prison and, and they're kind of just running away from the drow that are chasing them, the, the guards or whatever. And they're at this point where, I think I was telling you last week, they were in this fight with uh, some drow and then they were escaping this purple worm where it was a really cool sequence where they were doing yeah. all these skill checks. So now we're at the point, this is the big session because this is where they're going to discover what the plot is i'm sorry this is tonight that you're doing this sunday sunday yeah. okay um i couldn't do them we're gonna be done with this at like eight o'clock yeah well you said hey <laughs> we start, start earlier so i didn't know if that was like you had no 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 sunday stuff. so um essentially th- this is the big session that's coming up where they're gonna find out what's going on right um now 
I guess what I was curious about you is like I am kind of struggling with, and this is this is something DMs struggle with all the time. I think I try to have everyone, you know, there's the overarching story, but there's everyone's personal growth in their character or like whatever they're trying to accomplish. And yeah. like some characters are so much easier than others, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have one player who's a warlock, and there's this relationship that's going on with his patron. Um, and there's the whole aspect to that. And that's the genie. Yeah, the yep. genie. And that's like so easy to do because like there's that whole thing there. And my thought with that is the genie, the type of genie that he picked is actually really interesting because essentially back in like the beginning of the world, uh, gods were fighting demons because demons kind of were created out of nothing, nothingness or like energy in the universe and cosmos or something. Um, negative energy. I don't know. Some bullshit like that and then the gods are like uh we don't really want to fight them so they like made uh angels and then the angels fought them but being around the demons so much they got corrupted and that's where you get devils from um and then uh part of that is this type of genie uh was was also hired i guess to fight demons so it ties in really nicely to the, to the okay. book. So yeah. he's able to give some exposition to the character piece by piece because he's got knowledge in that area. So that's easy. Um, the other, uh, one of the other players is a drow ranger and he's kind of the main character more or less. He's essentially with him, my thought is he had like his bloodline comes from Loth herself. And he is going to be the catalyst for the ritual. So when they get him, they're going to, my idea for this is they're going to cut off his hand. You remember in Harry Potter when they cut off his hand and that completes the ritual? What? Yeah, that's that's part of the books. Oh, okay. Yeah, the uh, Wormtail. They cut off his hand and that is part of huh. summoning Voldemort back. Yeah, okay. Anyways, so they're going to cut off his hand and that's going to be like the last piece of the puzzle to summon the demon uh, because he has that blood in him or whatever um and then he's going to get this shadow hand and it's going to function similarly to uh like shadow of war mm-hmm. where he can corrupt weak-minded creatures cool. and stuff yeah. to his will and he's, and it's going to power up over time and like i'm going to create like a leveling nice. system for that um so those two are easy yeah. the problem is the other two where it's like you have an orc who his this one's easier too because it gave me some backstory. So his his brother was the chief of the uh, his tribe, and he kind of usurped power, killed his mom or whatever. The brother uh, did. The brother did. Okay. His brother, and then he kicked him out because he hated him mm-hmm. and was afraid that he was going to try to overthrow him. So that's how he got into prison because I wanted everyone's backstory to incorporate like how they got to prison. So his brother mm-hmm. captured him sold him to the drow and that's right in prison. yeah so it's kind of basic but i can do stuff with that like i've had some other orcs down there mm-hmm. uh that were like hey man you're the rightful chief and we there's like a civil war going on and then he sold us too so that's why we're down here so now there's like he's trying to save some of his brethren and uh there's that component to it and i think once they get back up top too what I'm thinking is there's a component of that where it's like, hey, let's go take back my tribe. And then if you guys help me do, I'm hoping you'll say this. If you guys help me do that, we'll fight. We'll go into the Underdark and fight and we'll have a force uh, to bring down there. I got you. As you know, oh, that's, to that's pay smart. You back, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
Now, the last person I'm having really trouble with, uh, he's a cleric. Um, he's playing a girl. So she's a cleric. And all I got is that she's worships Saluna, which is the moon god yeah. goddess. And he just got captured by the drow. And that's it. So I'm having a lot of trouble figuring out what to do with him. I mean, for a cleric, though, like I feel like fighting demons is just the standard. It is. Yeah. But I, what I'm afraid of is that, oh, man, you have this really cool thing going on with the ranger. You got this uh, warlock who's in communication with his patrons. Patrons giving him stuff. You have, mm-hmm. you know, the orc fighting for his tribe. It's It's like there's not that. I don't want it to be imbalanced that way where it's like, oh, well, everyone else got something special except for me, right? So it's it's tough because like a lot of the time you, you get what you put into it, right? Yes. So like if it, if you get like a limited backstory, now is this a person that is just new to it? That- no, and, and the interesting thing about, about this, excuse me, is that from what I heard, generally he has very complex backstories. Hmm. And for whatever reason in this game, he just went simple. Now, it could be the fact that I was like, you know, I said something to the effect of like, I don't really love very long novel-esque backstories because you got to consider that you're level one. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the backstories should be the game itself, right? Um, Now, suffice to say, you can go in the other direction where if you give me nothing, it's tough. Yeah. But I think I have a good idea and I would love your thoughts on this. Okay. I was reading up on Saluna. She's the goddess of the moon or whatever. But mm. previously, she was also, it, like, in the D&D wiki, it kind of breaks down. It does a really great job breaking down, like, what their domain is and what they're all about. So she actually, some of her most prominent worshipers are lycanthropes, the good lycanthropes. So a lycanthrope is like a werewolf. Yeah. Now, werewolves are generally bad, but the good ones are, like, werebears and, like, uh Wear tigers and stuff. Sure. So Naturally. I'm going to start next session with him transforming into a tiger, and the party's going to fight him, and he's going to figure out like, oh, I'm actually a a wear tiger, and then that's going to add Ooh. a new element. You should figure out a way. Mm, that so would what be, I'm thinking that would is be so tough. I text him. Yeah, and I'm saying, hey. At the beginning of next session, you're going to turn into a tiger. And I send him the picture of the wear tiger stat block. And then when we start the session, because they, they ended last session going to bed, I'm going to be like, you guys wake up and there's a tiger in your room. And it's going to be a brawl because he does, he's not going to have control. I think like his arc is going to be coming to terms with yeah this and right. trying to control it. And it, it'll be a cool moment where like eventually he'll be able to do it at will and he can transform and stuff and that and I'll corp- incorporate that into his no, character. I think, I think that's super cool. I would have him roll. Yes. Um, only if though that like you want them to know they're fighting him. Cause it's tough. I think, Cause like, I think it would they'll be, be really cool. Do- like if they could, if they'd be fighting and it, and they didn't know. Right. Right. Yeah. Like that, that would be kind of like a cool, like aha moment type of thing. And I think that, the it might not be as um interactive for him, but I think that it would be like, oh, this is a cool thing for my character, and like he could kind of like watch that. So like even if it's just like yeah, so and so is nowhere to be seen or yeah. or whatever. There's like I don't know, torn How about this? something ready for yeah. this. Okay, so a little bit of setup here. So they have one NPC with them who is a, a dwarf. Yeah, this book is really challenging to run as a DM. 
because there are a million NPCs. So, yeah. for example, when you start out in the prison, they give you like twelve NPCs. That's which what you're the saying. Other where it's like you're just killing people off, and I was like, okay, yeah. I can't do this. So. Yeah. And they all have like multiple paragraphs about what they're all about. So right. it's like, okay, bullet points, and then I'm gonna kill most of them off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now a lot of them escaped that I left open ended. That like later on in the line, I can inject them in. They'll be like, oh, I remember this guy. So. The one person who is with them is this dwarven lady who I, the thing with her that um, I kind of set up is that she's the king, dwarven king's daughter and she set out, they were hearing rumblings of the, of this secret plot going down in the underdark because they're not too far away from that. Right. Um, and she, against her father's wishes, brought a regiment down to the Underdark to investigate and they got wiped out and she got captured and that's how she ended up in prison. And so it's this interesting situation where nobody knows except one of the characters that she's the Dwarven King's daughter, mm-hmm. uh, the princess, I guess. So, and that's a tie into like why they're going to go to the Dwarven capital when they go back up. She's like, we got to go here. They can help us out anyways. So she's the only one with them. It could be a situation in which, uh, and it kind of works out too because uh, the cleric has been healing her in battle and has saved her multiple times. So she's kind of establishing this relationship with like, hey, you know, you've really saved me. And that's why she told uh, her the secret that, you know, I'm actually, you know, this is who I am. So maybe it's a situation where like they go out during the night. It's like, hey, we're going to go keep watch or something. And the rest of the characters are going to wake up to the tiger and they're going to be fighting it. Right. And they might like, let's say the dwarf got knocked out. Like he turned into a tiger. He, she wasn't expecting it. And she gets knocked out and that's how yeah. it happens. So they're like, cause if it was just her leaving, it's like, Oh, it's clearly her. But since they're both gone, how important is she to what? So like, I know she's the, the driver to the dwarven. Yeah. Whatever. Has she already said like, Hey, let's go there after this. Like this will help. They'll help us. This session is really important because I think right now the characters are like, all right, we just want to get out of here because none of us right. are from here. After they find out of the plot, that's when she's going to be like, guys, we have to go. We got to get, we got to let my people I, know. I would raise those stakes and I would have it not, she's not knocked out. She's bleeding out. And I would have them like fight the tiger, do whatever you need to do to like for the tiger and stuff. But then similar to the purple worm, figure out something where it's like how do you get back to her save her do whatever like even if it's like uh like a blood curdling scream yeah erupts yeah. or something and that's what wakes them and then a tiger like tears through or something like that i don't know yeah i think because she could still like you could give her like a last breath of like go to the capital or whatever <laughs> yeah. and it's like okay we got to bring the body there or something the but. problem is i got to keep her alive because yeah, that could be that could be the thing. If she does die, she'll be like hopefully maybe one of the other characters will be like, let's bring her body to the I would hope so. Like yeah. the cleric. Like, that'll at be least. a last yeah, yeah that'll be a yeah. last where it's like, please bring me to the capital for me to be there. Yeah, just like just something uh, like, you know, like tell my dad, you know, yeah. like whatever. And yeah, then that's yeah, like yeah. kinda it's like it would suck if that was the case, but like but then you'd be like, Oh, they killed my daughter. Here's a blank check. 
there there is there is some things you can yeah. play with there. My vision is for you know David's playing in this big Lord of the Rings guy mm-hmm. is for that middle point when they meet up in the capital to be the fellowship. Sure. Where they start calling people from all over the big wigs. That'd be super cool. And it's yeah. like you guys are the best of the best and 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 I envision this cool moment where everyone's just getting geared up with the special gear mm-hmm. and they're going to get their amazing weapons for the rest of the game and like just be so broken to go down there because i'm gonna throw hard shit at them yeah yeah this book's great too if you're ever doing anything in the underbook like this book is fantastic for just a guide to the underdark like Mm -hmm. it has random encounters it has everything you need in terms of like hey here's what's edible down here here's a list of fungi down here these are poisonous these explode this illuminates things it's incredible it also has in the back all there's like eight or to ten demon lords with their stat blocks. Mm-hmm. So if you ever wanted to do anything with them, you have those boss fights. So that's that's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. a really cool book. I'm, it, I'm a big fan of boss fights that like don't resolve. Like yeah. it, like like games do it all the time. And it's just like they they come here, they harass you. Have to like hit them down to a certain point before they kind of either retreat or they like or just toying with you and then like leave or something like that. Yeah. They're not going to kill these guys because they're very important to the overall universe. Sure. But they, the goal is to get them back to their realm. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, well, you really can't kill them, kill them anyway. Right. Like if you kill them though, they just like kind of respawn in hell anyway. I don't know if that's the case. Actually, I think you can. Avernus did something like that where it's like, if you, if you kill a demon or you kill, and I'm probably using the improper terminology, but it's like, they basically just, respawn yeah yeah i think you might be right yeah yeah Yeah, i mean that's that's literally diablo like you kill all the prime evils do whatever and like they they will always come back i think you're right yeah i think you're right yeah yeah but which gives you a sense of dread yeah they're always there yeah but that's the thing i that's one of my favorite aspects of uh the lore Mm -hmm. is that there's this everlasting war going on between devils and demons yeah and it's like all these great philosophers whatever in the world are like dude if this war ends it's the end of the universe because they'll you know whoever wins that war yeah is going to take over everything see i love that middle like that middle ground right like i would love like you have the demons the heaven and all that stuff and you're going back and forth and fighting and doing all that stuff but like i would love that third party to come in and just be like you know what i'm against all of it yeah and i'm just gonna i'm gonna tear like tear it all down stop the universe whatever like this yeah. is just infinite bloodshed the, the like bad, where, yeah. yeah yeah but it, like in some way where it like eh, that's a, yeah it's a point it you know point, like, yeah. yeah that that's always the gonna, best i'm just gonna villains. eliminate everything yeah. remake it yeah yeah something yeah like, something. not even like the, the the best villains typically have to be like sacrificial in a way or or alluding to it where it's like it's not, oh, I want to destroy everything and then remake it in my image. It's right. just, I want to destroy everything and reset it, and the universe will reset. And like wherever I fall in that, I fall in that and stuff like that. So, like, not only does that give you kind of a big bad that will, you know, transcend the good and evil classic fight, but then if you so choose to, oh, he wasn't even the biggest bad, there's another one that's even worse than that. That leaves you open for it, or he gets corrupted in the meantime. So I don't know, but yeah, a lot of options. Yeah, there's. I, I I would love to explore something like that, but anyway, I digress. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. See, only me. You had great ideas. 
Like that's that's set. Well, I'm curious what you think and like I think those are awesome. What what you would do in those types of situations. You know what I mean? I, I think anything to spur the players to follow your story, which it sounds like you have it all connected and it all is kind of working out and stuff. I think, I think that's awesome. It's been pretty on track so far, yeah. which makes me nervous because this is such a pivotal session that if they decide to deviate now, it'd be really tough for me to do the mental gymnastics to, to make it make sense. But you have a lot of, a lot of links. Like, I think that's the thing that you miss a lot of, uh, not you, but just DMS in general is like, there needs to be so many different hooks and safety nets to keep people tethered to like what's important. Yeah. If you leave it too open, people will stray or people will come up with other important things that might not, not might not be a bad thing, but might not be like helping move the story forward, right. which is, which is obviously an issue. So no, I think all of that is awesome. I, I do, you know, when you have a, a player that doesn't have a lot of, backstory or inspiration on what their player is i i want to my goal is to create agency mm-hmm. let's let's throw a wrench in what they think their character is and i think something like that where it's like oh you're actually a were tiger yeah it's in your blood and and in reading that description of saluna where it's like oh a lot of her worship is are, are those types of people it's like oh that makes sense maybe that's why sh- she was drawn to that uh religion to that goddess right yeah so I think it's it's just connecting a lot of the dots and I'm kind of doing that for him a little bit, which is totally fine. And I, I just hope it plays well. Yeah. And I hope he kind of runs with that aspect of it. I, I, mean, I have to make it challenging though. So it's like, yeah. how would you, like obviously the first encounter is self-explanatory. Like he's just attacking the party as a random tiger. But like, how would you continue that struggle and and show that progression of overcoming this I don't want to say illness, but this like genetic well, th- mutation. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to like, what does he want out of it, right? Like, does he want to control it? Does he want to get rid of it? Like, yeah. there, there's a very real possibility that like, oh, I don't want to be a were tiger. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. It could be cool to an extent, but like, you have to let him kind of decide that for himself on like, you know, does he want to be cured? Does he want to control it? Does he, you know? Um, I think that's really interesting because let's say he wants to cure it. That yeah. creates a whole new quest. A hundred percent searching for a cure, it, but and he'll also be struggling, right? So yeah. like, if if it's like you know, I'm making this like full moon or whatever, and he has to like turn or something. Yep. Now he's rolling for like constitution esque type of stuff, where it's like, oh, I'm I'm feeling like claws start coming out of my hand or whatever, and he's like doing everything in his power to keep it at bay. Yeah. Or now the party isn't trusting him, or now they're going to start tying him up at night because he he was like going crazy. That's why I think it's important that uh, like you don't have to like kill her. But you need to show that it's like unbridled danger, uncontrolled, like he will attack. Yeah. So how does the party handle him and stuff? And you can't go too, too far because then they just keep him locked up the whole time. Right. And then he'll be upset about that. So, yeah, it's a it's a tightrope. But I don't know. I, I would give him the option. I wouldn't say like, oh, you really want to harness this power. He might like, I mean, you know, your friends obviously more than I would like. If it was like a Nate doing it, like sure, he's gonna want to harness that and and you know, uh, really crush stuff. But if it was like for me, like I would probably want to get rid of it. Yeah, and then yeah, it just depends on how. No, I, he's definitely a a role playing type yeah. character. So I think he, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say he wants to get rid of it, but he's not going to. 
Like I would never give that to Nate, unfortunately, because like he would it's just powerful. Yeah, but I mean, maybe I would because that would be cool too. It's like, hey, I'm gonna make it really difficult for you to overcome this and control it, but I'll reward you once you do. So yeah. I wouldn't say I wouldn't even give it to that type of player either, because I think it's a potentially great reward. Sure. Right. Um. So yeah, I take that back. I don't. I don't think there's a problem with that. I don't have a problem with my characters being overpowered. Um, no, you can always adjust it. Like there's that's a, not like you, you want to feel good. Like that's yeah. the whole point. Yeah. It's, it's more that it's like if someone's so strong that they make it, they make the game not interesting. Mm-hmm. That's what I fear. Right. Where it's like, oh, this is, we're just going to rely on this guy cause he's going to, he's, he's unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and maybe that's on me to just be more creative about how do I make it challenging and it doesn't even have to be combat wise. Maybe it's something else. Well, you said they haven't really been challenged combat yet. Like they've been no, they, this through. last fight was pretty rough for them. What did they fight last fight? It was a bunch of drow. Um, and it was, remember it was that, that one big drow guy that I'm going to bring back. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. So he's yeah. dead. He's been decapitated, but I'm going to pull a two shadow of war things, but, mm-hmm. uh, he's going to be a reoccurring thing. Yes. I mean, it really comes down to like, okay, now that, they have a tiger, right? Like, could that tiger have, like, if you take that versus the drow, how powerful is that in comparison? Like, it either needs to be, like, so much more powerful and then you have to, like, really make it this conquest. Like, maybe show them the power of of it. Right. Um, But then you also have to be, like, you know... I I don't know, though, where tigers are, like, their stat block, like, if they're that much over... Powered, but they're like pretty strong. They're challenging four. So then they need like you're gonna have to that that's gonna be tough too, but it's like you're basically gonna hopefully KO at least one of the party members. Or or, or like show that it's super dangerous. Because if they pacify him like fairly quickly, then it's like it's fine, but then you're not gonna be like, oh, this is a really cool thing that you want to pursue. Yeah, I gotta create a balance. It's gonna be yeah. tough, but I'm gonna try to feel it out, but I don't know. I I just want I just want it to be fun. That's yeah. Well, I think I think you got to decide too. Do you want the players to know that they're fighting? I think it has to be that way. Okay. Well, that's completely fine then because then have him roll the dice that keeps him. Yeah, I'm going to give him the the stat block and he's going to roll because it's either that or he's removed from the fight, which I don't want. That's never a good idea. I'm I love like these like kind of aha moments, and if you kind of confer with him up front on that stuff. I think that's really cool. Um, because if you say like you hear two screams, like they go off and they're, they're standing watch or whatever. And then you hear two screams that wakes the party up and they, they hopefully would like go investigate. Yeah. But before they can get to where yeah, the cleric exactly. that's what my thought is, the tiger attacks them. And it could be either one. It, it could, but then you would be rolling it, and as long as the cleric's okay, it'll be like, oh, that's a really cool reveal, like yeah. whatever. He'd be cool. Yeah, maybe I'll out. ask him about it. I I think that still keeps him like, hey, this is what I want to do. Are you good with that? Then you can still have that kind of yeah, yeah. But they're gonna figure it out after the fight, right? So, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good idea. But it would be important to say like both scream. So they don't know who it is. Yeah, and then I'm rolling it and running to like, that direction. And then you could have, you know, the dwarven princess on her deathbed or whatever. And it's like, got to roll medicine checks. You got to really yeah, like, yeah, figure stuff out. Like, yeah. okay, what's around? What herbs are, yeah. you know, whatever it roll is. Roll me survival. Roll me a yeah, history. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. 
No, I think it's good advice. Yeah, it's this is a critical session. Um, this is where we need to, and and this, I've been pretty detailed about what the events that have transpired has been pretty linear so far, mm-hmm. and on rails, just because they've been sticking to it. I'm always, no, I'm not. Shift, yeah, I'm yeah. open to them doing whatever they want. I, I'm a firm believer in that, but I don't have concrete bullet points on this one because I don't know how they're going to get out of there. It's kind of open-ended on them. Yeah. I need them to, they're going to be in this. So they're going to this, uh, Krakatoa village, which is like a Murloc essentially. Okay. Uh, on the water. And there's this thing called the dark Lake, which is just this huge ocean equivalent in the middle of the underdark. And that's a lot of how you get around. Yeah. So they're going there to get a ferry, because the Krakatoa provide ferry services to people and pretty much taxis, whatever. So they're one of the characters being a drow really helps because he's like, "Hey, we're gonna go here. We're gonna," and I've told him this up front, mm-hmm. and he just comes, you know, he's he just knows you know, exactly. Yeah, so it's, it's smart. Uh, and he's like, "This is what we're gonna do." And then there's you know these specific exits that, and we'll get out of the underdark. So yeah. they're going there, but the uh, the story goes that they're already corrupted by the demons so that they're doing the summoning or whatever. So that's a big part of it. I need them to get to the lake though to escape because I need yeah. them to get to this other city. So I think it'll do that. Cause I already told the one guy, it's like, okay, you're trying to get here regardless. Mm-hmm. And the plan doesn't change even though, but with the chaotic nature that's going to arise, I'm like, what if they run back? It's like, that's bad. I need them right. to get out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We'll see what happens. Sorry, I was long. No, I'm excited to see how it turns out. Yeah. Anyways, shall we move to the next topic? Sure, what's the next topic? <laughs> uh, yeah. I see a nice, fancy monitor on your desk. Oh, yeah. Alienware brand. Alienware. Tell me about your experience with Alienware. Alien- Why they're the best. Alienware is not bad. Ooh. Um, I'm not sold on the curve. Uh, like you have a curve monitor. You like your curve monitor. Yeah, I have a Samsung Odyssey. Would you G7? say that's a less I have aggressive more curve? curve yeah. yeah, my yeah. curve is about as aggressive as you can get. Yeah, which, I forget what the it's R something. I forget what it. Yeah, it's like eighteen hundred or yeah. something. Yeah, something crazy. It's wild. Yeah, <laughs> wildly. Yeah, where if you put four in together, it like basically makes a circle. Semi-circle, yeah. yeah. Um, or, yeah, full circle. Yeah, be, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's good. Uh, the OLED panel on it is very good. The color accuracy is. I, I'm actually more excited designing stuff on it than anything else because the color accuracy is really good. Um, 240 hertz, but I've been playing Tekken, so I don't notice that. <laughs> Down to 60. Uh, yeah. So Down to really, 59. 59. Yeah. So it really doesn't shine just yet. I got to play some Helldivers on it and see if that kind of does anything. Uh, 4K OLED. I mentioned that already. So in my experience, the best games that I've really noticed my 240 Hertz is shooters. Yeah. Like when we were playing Halo and I was able to get up there because mm-hmm. I was telling you that like one of the things I regret about buying this one is that my resolution is lower because of the high refresh rate, but there's very few games where I can really get it up to that amount. Yeah. So it was like, man, I'd rather just have 124 K. Mm-hmm. OLED, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, but well, you just got both. You got your cake and eating it too. Well, that's that's the thing is, is like it's they didn't have that whenever you were getting your monitor. I know, yeah, like a it's pipe very dream, new. Right? So I said I wasn't buying a monitor until the OLED ones became more. 
plentiful. And I got that, like the OLED TV, uh, which is going to be like kind of my console specific television. Um, but this one's, I mean, it's, it, it's good. Like I, I don't, I don't have, I literally have nothing bad to say about it short of I'm not sold on the curve yet. I'm getting used to the curve. Yeah. The curve, I could take it or leave it. I, yeah. I don't think it really does anything for me. It doesn't bother me, which is good, but it's subtle. Like the thing I don't understand is like, it's subtle. Like it's subtle enough that like it doesn't really do anything. It doesn't do anything. So like at that point, just give me a straight panel. And like, yeah. I've been using a 42 inch flat panel. Right. So then going to a 32 inch curve doesn't really. Yeah. I think if you have an ultra wide, I think that's when you start to know the difference because your peripheral vision, if it's within the curve. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get a more immersive experience, I think, but 32 where you yep. can clearly see. And then the only issue I have with it is I have a second monitor and the curve kind of obstructs my vision a little bit of the second monitor. Yep. I don't like that. So I, or you have to like move the monitor out exactly. a little bit to, to do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm typically... I like the cleanliness of just one monitor. I mean, there's obviously plenty of benefits to having multiples. Um, but we'll see. Like, I, I played it on Tekken. Like, Tekken ran fine. Um, it, it is a, like, semi-gloss, like, reflection matte thing, which I I was worried because I'm like, oh, is it not going to, like, feel, like, really high contrast like a like a TV? But it was fine. Like it, it works really well. It looks beautiful. Yeah, you like it? Oh yeah. yeah. I would get one of those. You should. It's really good. But the problem is, like, what do I do with the one I have now? Put it on Facebook. Yeah. Maybe I'll reach out to Chelsea. I wonder how she, much I could get for that. Like a hundred bucks. At least. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta get, just get the model number, see what it's going for now, and then yeah. cut it. And honestly, like, if you if you really want to get it, oh, like gone, twenty five percent of whatever the current retail value is and you can get that out i have a 55 inch oled that i gotta sell i think i'm just gonna give it to my mom too, too big for me wow yeah I, I i'm gonna because she's gonna be like oh i can't possibly take this whatever so we're giving her my uh my old entertainment stand yeah upgrade her and i'm just gonna just say like oh, tv comes with it it's like a it's like a loner we, we can't fit it any like we yeah. really can't fit anywhere yeah. i like the 42 inch for the podcast area because that's that's good enough that if we ever want to like bring something up on the TV or something that's, it's like a perfect size, not overwhelming. Right. Um, and it's small enough too. like, I think that's a perfect gaming size for a PlayStation. Like I'll sit fairly close to it. Um, it'll be good. No, I think you're right. I think this is a great, great size. So yeah, well, lucky Sally. Yeah. I wonder if my dad eventually just is like, oh, I'll put the OLED in the, his, his room and yeah. then my mom will get the old, which is my old, old TV, which is a really good one. It's like the Samsung one. Uh, but it, that is also curved. It's a curved TV. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not a fan of that. I yeah. I it's weird because the TVs. I was like, man, I don't like the curved TV. But then when I got my completely flat widescreen, which I don't really like widescreens, so I'm yeah. like, man, I should got a curved widescreen. I think that's the play. Yeah. yeah. So for this one, I was like, well, it's got great reviews. It has crazy color accuracy. It's like the number one thing on ratings. Like I was like, this is it. Finally, we've made it where there's like there's no downside right. right like it's you just you have everything have everything um which feels good yeah i think the, the the one thing that they said was like if you can kind of see it it has almost like a purple sheen when it's off uh and that's just the q led or qd oled panel is oh, okay. they just have a, a purple sheen while they're off you like purple like, though yeah 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 it's fine no it's a beautiful 
piece of technology. Yeah, I got a little monitor arm with it. The monitor arm was like the $30 Amazon Basics thing. <laughs> $30 <laughs> to hold up a... Uh, yeah, like, and it's yeah. awesome. Like, it's great. Yeah. Like, it, it's super sturdy. Um, I think the, the only thing with that is like, I'm right on the edge of everything yeah. for a 32 inch. Like, it's really meant for a 27 inch. Yeah. But, yeah, it's I'm good. so jealous of your setup. You have such a great desk and... So we're it's gonna be that desk Mine's a mess. over here coming out and it'll be yeah. a nice like it'll be a good workstation. Oh, man. I wish I had what you have. The thing over here is actually gonna be wider. That's a thirty inch test. Yeah, the one over here is gonna be thirty nine. Wow, it's gonna go out to the edge of the carpet here. Yeah, so it's gonna be six feet uh horizontally here and it's gonna be thirty nine inches deep. Yeah. Are is this where we're gonna sit? I think it's a great length. Any more than this, I I might feel I'm too far away from you. No, no, no. It, it, if anything, it'll be slightly closer because okay, we'll actually good. be on the table. So we're going back to the. Yeah, I like room. I like yeah. that. I'm gonna like yeah. that a lot. Cool. I'm excited. I nah. can't I, I can't wait to see because my like I said, my brother in law is building like yeah, just a cube basically. Of yeah. like it's gonna look like this. It's gonna be this color. It's this wood. Here you go. Do you like this? And we'll be like, yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's nah. gonna have to be like some crazy bad looking thing for me to be like, no. So it's just like, just <laughs> right. run with it, man. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. That'd yep. be great. No, cool. I know you wanted to mention that, but yeah, you have a great setup, dude. I would, I w- it's, you uh, should, you should take a picture of your setup, put it on, put it on our Twitter. Uh, I got our X. I got to like oh, clean it up a little so bit. So good. Yeah. Stage it. Dang. How's your, uh, Twitch career going? Good. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's really good. Garden seasons. Coming I was up. I was getting prepared for that. <laughs> I was thinking about doing uh, going on some Twitch and and just streaming Tekken. But yeah, like, I let's do it, dude. I always I was thinking about that too because no one plays Nina. Yeah, I cannot find Nina content. I might be the guy. I, I, I might come you up that be the guy. I'll create a guide for Nina. Fuck everyone else. Not not to go because like, we just did D D D and that will go into an hour long discussion of Tekken. But we have Tekken uh, on the list, so I. I played two online matches and I was like, yes. all right, I'll just play. And if I win, I'm good. I'll step back. Okay. And I did it. So I fought two gins in a row, in a row, different guys, different guys. Okay. And, and just, I, like after you and I played last night and I was like, okay, like you, you gave me some really good pointers, which I like. I like the, it's like, Hey man, like this, this is what I'm seeing. This is like some patterns, you know, work on this. Uh, so I did that. I slowed it down. I just started doing like some jabs, and then like I really capitalized whenever, like, just crushed them. Night and day, crushed them. Now the first one, technically, I I was down too. So he just he beat me like round round. I'm like, okay, I gotta like calm down, listen to what you're doing. I I got one back on him, and I got another one back on him. The final mm-hmm. round, perfect. And then the next gen I, is the same thing, but that I, I just swept the guy. But anyway, I I'm the next level up from Destroyer now. So I'm Eliminator, I think. Still orange, though. Still orange, right before Garu or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the middle point. Most yeah. communities yeah. in that. But I feel... Like, here's the thing. But, like I know how we were saying like we don't feel like we're, we belong there. But I feel like, we, like we're, we're fighting for it, at least right now. But I, I feel like, no, we, we earned that spot. And then we just keep... We'll keep climbing. I think the fact that you were there is enough to kind of kick me in the butt to like just keep inching uh, forward and stuff. And then the developer of the game, apparently, that's like a hidden achievement, 
if you find him in the ghost battle underground, you can fight him. And I did that. Get, yeah, I just did that today. I didn't even realize. I was going to tell you about that, but I was like, I don't want to spoil it for him. So yeah, so, I thought it was so funny. So I have that. Like literally, the only thing I have left to do in that game is have Kazuya win in the uh, story mode. Okay. So like whenever like the big epic thing is and like Kazuya is like, you lose to him. I'm going to crush you, and you just lose on purpose. <laughs> Uh, that will 100 percent the game. Oh, for nice! Me. Yeah, yeah, there's not too many achievements. 47. Yeah, but I have a lot of them already. Well, that's it. Just beat the game exactly. with the characters. Yeah. 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 Um. No, I really like the point where which we're at, where it's like at first it's like it was super fun because we were just figuring out which character we wanted to play as, and we were just doing random. Nobody yeah. knew what was going on, and then the second stage was like, okay, I think we picked our characters. We're yeah. just gonna fight. We're gonna try to one up each other. But now it's like, okay, we're on the same side here. Let's learn from each other. Yeah. So like last night we were Did you were picking my butt? I was telling you, like, hey, this is what you're doing wrong. Yeah. It's like we're training partners now. Or it's like Yeah. I'm telling I'm giving you pointers, you're giving me pointers. I like that. I like that where we're at the, in the relationship. The thing that kills me is like when I if I get through, and the problem is the higher up you go, like people just block everything I throw at them. Yeah. Uh, similar to kind of what you were doing last night. But there are a couple times where like, if I land like the one thing, yeah, it's, it's done. And then it's, it's dangerous just like, though, because yeah, like I was explaining to you, one of the things I was explaining to Tyler is that you throw out a lot of unsafe moves, mm-hmm. which means if they connect, yeah, you have a combo free combo or it's a lot of damage. Yeah. You know, that's the balance that's just, of that's the game. Perfect. Right? It's either I get smoked or I get a perfect. Right. There's very little so middle ground. So it's like, there. I'm just letting you know, the higher you go, people know how to counter these yep. moves and you have to learn how to make, you, you need more of a mix-up game, right? More 100%. jabs, more. Yep. And to me, like, I'm kind of understanding more of the framework of how the game is, right? So like my down forward one is a, so there's there's kind of two mix-ups I have. So I have the regular jab, which is just one, or a down-forward one, which is a mid-jab, right? Yep. And then there's a whole tree that comes out of this where I can go two, another high jab. I can yep. go one plus two, which is a mid, and you start mixing up. Understanding your mix-up game where it becomes mind games of, oh, what am I going to do? Am I going to go low? Am I going to go mid? I have a lot of options out of this string. That's... I'm beginning to understand that concept yep. of the of the you know neutral game. Which and where, is so important. where we're at right now, people do have the tendencies of like they'll always get up the same way. Which I yes. was I don't know why yes. I just started like springing forward out of nowhere. Like I really got to break that because that was literally yeah, like I, was just I just you. started doing that yeah. in a day. Yeah, like that wasn't like a like you a, were doing the jump kick forward. Yeah, and I you just step wait. back yeah. and then and just boom, just that's it, easy counter. And it's like I don't know where that habit came from because yeah. it literally I just started doing it that day. Yeah, and it's like well, so it's I, like I didn't oh do maybe that I'll try all. this and then yeah, like I didn't I've, do that at all to like today. You know that slide I've been doing? I did a low slide, so I was recently just going through the list and I'm like, oh, this is a nice little long range move. And then I found myself just, and you were blocking it because I was like, okay, I'm doing it too much. Well, that's the thing is like, oh, you're three characters away from me. Yeah, he's going to slide. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. and it's it's the same thing with like your heat where like when you're consciously like, I'm going to mix it up, that's fine. Yeah. And then there are plenty of times I'm like, and then we were just like, ah, classic. Like What happens is I I use my heat and I want to continue the combination. Tyler uses his heat, yep. and since it's an armor move, 
stop it. The, yeah. the punches I do just don't do anything, and then he hits me back. Yeah, yeah. But like for what we played, like I contribute a lot of that. Where, like, maybe I wouldn't have won those two matches today if it wasn't for like just us going back and forth and like really like pinpointing certain things and doing stuff. Where so, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm slowly learning new stuff. I was in practice mode a little bit, trying to like find new connectors to like combos and yeah like it's it's crazy but that's something that i'm definitely gonna like stick with and it's it's fun because it's like if if i could feel myself like slowly waning off yeah then it's like oh eddie gordo's on or or the tekken shop's on yeah. or something like that yeah. and it's just like okay right back in well dude i'm the same way where it's like i'm really frustrated with how rank's going i go to the custom i love just making outfits yeah. for my characters yeah it's just such a de-stressor. It's like, <laughs> I, I mean, that game is just really fun. Apparently, I was a little loud last night, so I got to dial that back a little bit. Whenever I, I, was, I, was, dude, I was getting so just... I mean, we were. I was actually feeling... I, I've been really getting killed and ranked, and it was hard mentally, but the night we played, I actually did really well. And then that confidence tra- kind of translated into our 1v1s, yeah. where I was doing really well against you. Yeah, Confidence is so huge. I mean, it's just like... Everything's about quickness in that game. And mm-hmm. you were I think you were like saying like, Oh, you're so quick, your character's so quick. I think a lot of it is just if you're input if you're one step ahead and on in your inputs, and that's what the pros do, I think. And I mean, take it with a grain of salt. I just sure. started playing this game like fucking three weeks ago. So yeah. I what do I know? But I think the pros are just one step ahead of their inputs and they're already putting things in and anticipating your move. Yep. Right. So I think that's an aspect of it where it's like I my I idea of how I want to conduct the next part of this fight is already there. And then I'm thinking about what your response is. Like, I know what my input is. That's gone. That's just, my hands are just going to do it. Yeah. And I'm going to react to how you do it. Like if you block, I'm going to go this way. If you, if I knock you up, I'm going to try to do my combo, things like that. And that's why it's so tough to start a new character because like a lot of the, the thought processes go into like you have to get new muscle memory. Yes. Which is really cool and really frustrating. So there's twofold on this. One is, yeah, the combos. I'm like, I'm starting to do Nina combos on Azucena. So I started learning Azucena a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, so there's an aspect of that. But I will say like the baseline fundamentals, it gets easier because you're like, oh, here's Definitely. her armor. Here's her knockups. Here's her whirlwinds. Like I know these concepts. I don't have to learn these concepts and the moves. It's just I have to learn the moves, the button presses to right. do the the knock up. So it's like yeah. a you know, there's a positive and negative to that. Yeah. Um, and then when I can translate like her forward one plus two is her armor move as well, which is the same as Nina. So I'm like, oh okay, sweet. So like yeah. starting to make connections. Is awesome, but then mine's the opposite. I have to go back. One two, so it's like it translates to some characters, and right. I feel like you'd naturally be drawn to certain yeah. things that are like similar, yeah, uh, which is cool. But, I'm also yeah. trying to get used to her stance. Nina yeah. does not have any stances, any yeah. unique stances. So, uh, although they consider like the quarter circle, there are some the moves dash. That it's are it's like, a dance. It's yeah. a stance, it's but it's not really like as you said, it has a stance that she goes in, like the liberator yep. stance. She literally goes into it. And she can stay there forever yeah. until you do something. And then yep. the backward stance is the same way. So that's a new concept I'm trying to get used to. Um, but it's fun. Like her liberator stance is awesome. There's so much mix up potential. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of possibilities there, and I'm just trying to get a little better at her. Yeah, it is wild how like like you were talking about confidence. Like going into a match thinking like, oh gosh, I hope I don't lose is 
like putting you at such a disadvantage compared to like going in being like, all right, I'm going to crush this guy moving on to the next one type of yeah. like feeling. And I, I know that just goes to like sports and everything. You know, it's like if well, you're, can, if you're going in with a winning mindset, yeah. like I'm not saying you'll, you're guaranteed to win, but you're going to be like in a better position than like overly thinking something or always being on defense. Well, think about like it. Like how much, even if it's milliseconds, how much of a delay are you doing? Yeah. If you're, if you're second guessing yourself, yep. even if it's for a split second, right. Yeah. And that could be the difference between my input getting before you yeah. and, and me, you know, countering you. Right. So I can even tell too, you get a couple wins against me, man, you knock me into the corner. You know exactly what you're doing yeah. and, and your strings are fantastic. Like your neutral game is one of the best parts of your game. Where like I feel like you wow. know Law's strings really well, which yeah. is why I think personally you should stick with Law because I think you have a very good understanding of the character. Yeah, it's just whenever I go into a losing streak, I'm like, screw this well, character yeah, and find someone else. Yeah, but yeah. I'm yeah. the same way. There's so many times where I'm like, well, Nina's hard, so I shouldn't. I should just find an easy character and yeah. I should just play Kuma. Law Law makes sense, uh, but that's again most of his stuff was from three. So it's like okay, like that that all translates. Well, you have that well history over. too, yeah. which I think is such a huge advantage. But a lot of the characters don't have that. Like Paul is very different, uh, not always like super super different, but like different enough to not feel as good as Law. Uh, same thing with like if you, I mean, Jack's completely reworked. Uh, like Ling is, I, I think there, but they expanded her so much that it's like a completely different thing. And like Horong is, I was never so Ling with is Xiao Yu. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's her last name. Yeah, Ling Xiao Yu. Yeah. Where her first name? Ling is her first name, which is Ling weird because Shen. they use the first name for like everybody else except like Law and so, like yeah. sometimes they use the last name, sometimes they use the first. I was like, uh, she seems like a good character to pick up, but it, I don't know if she's hard. She's really cool, but she has a lot of stance. Like stances are a, a big deal yeah. with a lot of that stuff. Well, I was talking about the Kuma that absolutely wrecked <laughs> my life. I played one Kuma yeah. in my ranked career and he 3 owed me yep. easy. You like, know, the uh, Elisa... Like the, the Rosa, Rosa? Like yeah. You, you do not see her, really. I, I, I no, you see her in lower see, ranks a little more. Yeah, I don't see her at all. I She's seen, very gimmicky. I think it's like why. I I forgot. Like I played her in a ghost battle, and I was like, oh right, she's in this game. She's really remember good. Lars. When was the last time you fought a Lars? Lars is not bad. I've never fought one. I fought one. Yeah, and he crushed me. Yeah, he. I think there's just some characters that are more popular at lower levels. Mm-hmm. Like we saw the there's like a nice graph. There's this guy that's like doing all these graphs, like win rates and character popularity and stuff that are really nice. Um, but I think you really have to separate it by rank, like low yeah. level, mid level, high level, because I think you're gonna see such a huge disparity. Definitely. Um, I faced one law, which is crazy yeah. to me. You not crushed that I, him there, right? I, not that I think that law is like a. I would have thought he would have been a more popular character, actually, which is really surprising. Yeah. To me. Um, yeah, I crushed him. Yeah. As soon as you find a Nina, dude, you're gonna he was not as good as you, and I was like, You were toast, bro. <laughs> I, I fought knew. better. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Like I was fighting a June the other day, and June is one of the most busted champions in this yeah. game. The first guy wrecked my life. Yep. And then the second guy I destroyed. That's it, one of my biggest gripes with the game is like I don't know if it's just the rank I'm at, the disparity in which the player skill level that I'm playing yeah. against. Is he like one guy will be like amazing, and then the next guy I'm like, dude, how did you even get this far? It's very strange. Yeah. Well, and and part of it could be like, hey, you know, this guy is a Tekken god or whatever, super high rank that automatically gives him like where we're at 
like brings all his characters up to a certain level. So like I just hit Eliminator, which then brings up every character to right. yep. whatever. Yep, yep, yep. So yep. he could have been trying June yeah. for the first time, and he just had to fight in that class because a lot of that comes down to like fundamentals and things. So it's it's a weird system. I for think sure. you can play. You can tell sometimes. I should say, like I was playing against a Kazuya, Kazuya, who I could tell he was good, but it just didn't seem like he was comfortable, and I beat yeah. him. So yeah. I was like, this seems like a guy who's higher rank, who's maybe trying him out i don't know like his fundamentals times, were good like he was wave dashing yeah and i was like okay but he must be good if he knows how to or he's just practicing and just sure didn't get it quite. but he would like wave dash and and then nothing and i just kill him yeah <laughs> it's really weird yeah yeah huh well i've watched a lot of videos where it's like you know to get better you should focus on one thing yeah so what i'm trying to do is i'm like i'm gonna focus on blocking low because i'm very bad at that and you're gonna lose a lot because you're just focusing on that but it's gonna make that aspect of your game better yeah and you have to be okay with that. Like I, I think part of that comes down to the, the arcade. Now it's easy just to jump into a ranked match and just go. Um, but there is something to be said for like sitting down at an eight person group and just jump in and see. And like typically it, you kind of have to see like what people's levels are because either you're going to get smoked or you're going to smoke them and then everyone will leave and you won't play with them. So you got to like find if you're lucky enough to find a group that like is within your rank and everyone's like cool with you joining. But um, maybe something that doesn't hit your rank where you see your rank go down online. If you're practicing something, typically will yeah. help. Because I don't mind losing if I don't see the numbers go down. <laughs> yeah, right. If I if I'm trying to level up and I'm going the opposite way, or like I see you coming up behind me and like passing me, like oh that was a fun experience where like yeah. Tyler and I are just neck and neck and I'm yeah. passing him, he's passing me. Uh there's something to be said about rivalries, man, where it's like, yeah. man, does that make both parties better? Well, like right now, I feel good because it's like, all right, I, I jumped to rank. Yeah. And like, I'm confident just like sitting back sitting, a little bit. See and what like, I do. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. see what. Yeah. And we got to play tonight. <laughs> oh, dude, I'll play. That's yeah. fine. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, do we have anything else? We technically had a top five. I feel like two hours in and doing a top feel, five might be a little... I feel good. Yeah, I feel good where we're at. We'll yeah. save that for another day. That's a nice back keep, pocket keep thing. Keep the audience waiting. Uh, this is a good one. Yeah. I have like my thoughts on that. Okay. All good. right. Cool. John wants to be there next week. Yes. Uh, he got the green light there. So nice. provided he doesn't have a a birth in that time. Yeah. Uh, do you want to hear something? I, I don't think Lindsay listens to this, so I'm going to just say this. Uh-oh. Uh, I paid Freddie Prince Jr., to record a 40 second message on why leap day babies like the leap day birthdays are awesome no chance what do you mean you really did that 100 percent. that's amazing yeah. but <laughs> is that like one of her favorite i don't know okay. i thought he because he he was like i mean it was kind of like he was priced reasonably and he's well enough known and yeah. he just seems like a nice guy and he, sure. he gets it to you quickly and all that stuff okay um but she doesn't want to leap your baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew so, that. So I was like, that'd be really funny. That's hilarious. Because it's just like... You type the message and everything? It's not typing the message. It's giving like parameters. Prompt. So it's like, what is this? And instead of a birthday, I was like, it's an encouragement or like a like a uplifting whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what's the situation or what's the scenario? And it's like, she's about to give birth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the idea is, uh, provide I get it. So I... I cheap. <laughs> I did cheap out because you can pay fifty dollars to get it within twenty four hours, or he'll give it to you within a week. Now he's known for being fairly prompt, 
So I'm rolling the dice yeah. and just like, uh, hopefully I'll get it by Thursday. Yeah. But the idea is send it to her Thursday morning and the whole shtick is like, hey, even if you give birth today, like you're going to be great parents. Be great, Don't yeah. worry about it. It's, it's awesome. all good. But I did ask uh, John if she knew who Pre- Freddie Prince or does she like Freddie Prince Jr.? And he was like, I don't think he- she knows who he is. And I'm like, Ooh, oh, well, that's going to be no. awkward. Chelsea thinks that she does. And I mean, he was kind of a big deal back when we were a little younger. So okay. I was going to say, you got to get someone she loves. Oh, well, they didn't have Adele. So I don't know what to <laughs> do. You know uh, like, what's it called? Dude, it, it ranged from like, <laughs> if, if you wanted like Chuck Norris, it's like, oh, it's $400 or something. Oh, and it's like, man, there's there are car better detail things. For that for, amount. Yeah, there are better things you could do with that money. Yeah. Like I could literally buy you $400 worth of diapers or something. Yeah. But yeah. Wow, Chuck he probably gets a ton. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Dude, he's not even the, the highest one. Like, there are tons of rappers that are like $1,500 and, and, and stuff like that. So it's like, mm. no thanks. Yeah. Do you ever watch uh, Even Stevens on Disney Channel? Uh, Is that yeah, before yeah. your time? Mm-hmm. Do you know Beans? Yep. The character Beans? Yep. He's, 30, him. he's, he's like 35 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I might do. Bucks. I might do that for my sister. Beans sounds like a thirty. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's yeah, like yeah. bald he's, now, he's like bald, a big goatee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's exactly how you thought Beans yep. was going to grow up. hundred yeah. percent. So yeah. I might do my sister's he's, birthday. He sounds like a March. great guy, though. I've seen a little, like, couple interviews. He from seemed him. cool. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I like Freddie Prince Jr. a lot. He he did the voice of uh, the bull in uh, Dragon Age or uh, Dragon Age Requisition. Inquisition. Oh Inquisition. yeah, yeah, the big uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. Anyway, so that's that's my big. Uh, that's we'll see awesome. how that turns out. Yeah, hopefully it's a. That's such it's a Tyler deal. move, dude. That's so cool. I want to do something Fun. funny, and and we were talking it uh, last week. Like Nate and I were just gonna like send her like, "Hey, happy birthday to the little boy" or whatever on on Leap Day. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is like one step, one extra, yeah, yeah one extra step. That's but, awesome. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, All keep right. us posted yeah. on how that goes. I will. Yeah. By next week, we'll know how, we'll, what the response is. Yeah. Either okay. John will be here and can tell. <laughs> oh yeah, John or, will be here uh, and tell the or reaction. He won't. Perfect. And he'll be in the hospital with his baby. That's also a possibility. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, if you reached this far in the podcast, you are. You must great. love D and D and Tekken. Yeah, I went super long. I need to. I need no, it's to fine. Chill out on it's that. Fine. I there apologize. are plenty of people like D and D. I apologize to the listeners. <laughs> I get passionate about it. I did really just want your feedback, and I li- like I said, I like you don't get that as a dungeon master. It's always right? like you're cooped up in your little hut. Well, here's the thing: for people listening, if you're listening on Spotify, which the majority of our listeners are, listeners are, like I think well over half, I think over sixty percent are on Spotify. There is literally a comment section on Spotify. Yeah, leave me so a comment. Have, tell me you ideas. Like, tell me what to do. There. Yeah. Everyone who plays D&D has ideas, man. Absolutely. So leave a comment. And you, yeah. by law, you have to do all the ideas that get submitted. So yeah, tell you one what, form I'll or try. another. Yeah. I'll t- and if anyone leaves me a comment on what to do, I'll definitely try it. I bet you get at least one. It can't be you. I, I won't bet, but I'm pretty sure you're going to get at least all one. Right. Um, we appreciate you listening this far. Um, we're going to be here. Same time, same place next week. I'm going to add this a little late. Check us out on couchcompany.games. Reviews pending. They're coming. I'll get it. I know. They're coming. I know. I know. It's anticipation. It's good. I, yeah, I know. I the, the thing that kills it is like the moment I'm done with Prince of Persia, it's like, well, you got Tekken. The yeah. Done with Tekken, well, you start like with you the gotta, Tekken one. You love Tekken. Yeah, I know, but I like Tekken, so that's going to be, I think, easier. Uh, better, I need yeah, to get through Prince. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm more than halfway done. Get over the hurdle. Yeah. And then you get to the fun one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, check us out, couchcompany.games. 
We have our uh, ratings on there. So we've rated those games. Uh, We have a link to the games we've rated. So Prince Persia, Tekken, I think are the only two so far. Yeah, uh, uh, we'll do Baltro. I'm, I'm definitely put something out for that by next week. Yeah. Um, what uh, Persona? Persona's coming probably by next week. If you're going to jump right back into yeah, Final so Fantasy, I think I should be able to do it. I'm going to grind a lot this weekend. Yeah. So um, no attacking tonight. Yeah, probably no attacking tonight. <laughs> but um, yeah, so check us out there. And uh, top fives are coming. And we have two in the pipeline that I, I feel good about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be fun. And then, yeah, we're going to be here, same time, same place, next week. Thanks for joining us on the couch. Peace.